0: episode 199 of the platform is a show about games and nerd culture i'm your host brian barnett i'm joshua mobley i'm chris shriver
1: and i am andrew wolf i'm back
2: hell yeah wow. He's alive. <laughs>
1: Wolf, the wolf returns what was the last episode uh, I like 120 something
2: Oh my wow. god no, more than that like it was probably like 160 ish hold problem. on I'll <laughs> actually I'll actually
0: look it up while you while you introduce yourself 150-ish maybe tell us a
2: little you bit yourself? about yourself there mr Ooh. wolf
1: well I'm a 30 year old bachelor looking for a beautiful woman no I uh, I run Nintendoal looking for love uh, <laughs> always looking for love on Twitter sliding looking for DMs. love in
0: all the wrong places <laughs>
1: uh, I run Nintendondial on Amiibo alerts and um, I've got a cat that I pretend is the intern so that I can blame all the stupid tweets I and, love and all the failings, <laughs> all the like all the things that I'm horrible at on the on the on the fluffy cat. So that's me. Oh my God.
0: Okay. Okay. Here we go. You were on episode 154. One of the hosts is uh, what is it? What's the name of it? One of this hosts is a ser- one of the hosts is a serial killer but <laughs> you, which one? You got this. <laughs> well, it's I can't see the whole title, so I had to like do that. But uh but yeah, you were on episode 154 and then episode 121 uh which was called I love being on podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> you are on episode 120 which is called the best games of 2018, oh, which is cool because now you're wow. now you're on wow.
1: I don't remember what I said for the best games of 2018. So after this episode I'm going to, have to go back and listen. I don't
2: even remember what games came out in
0: 2018.
1: Yeah. So. No, you were
2: yeah.
0: You are oh, also yeah. on episode 104 Brian convinces everyone. Oh no. Uh, you are also oh, on on episode one, uh episode 90 Andrew and the 3-year-old projectionist. <laughs> and and you were also on episode 89 The Flat High Roll Society. I that really I remember. That you were on a lot more. Oh wait, no, you were on also on episode uh, seventy-eight, Shia LaBeouf, Magic Fingers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Those a good, good titles, on my. Opinion. Yeah,
0: I, I'm, I'm very pleased with, uh, with, with the titles. I, I, when I'm feeling down, I often find that if I scroll the, the episode titles for the show, I, I get a laugh out of it. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you've been on quite a few episodes. I think that makes you easily our longest running guest. Ooh, yes. Uh, yeah, and and clearly one of the one of the greats being on this the and the cutest. Uh, oh yeah, indeed. Oh. I mean, look at look at this handsome boy. If you're not uh, <laughs> paying attention, uh, you should be checking out the stream at Twitch.tv/platformerspod, where you can see the beautiful mug of one uh, Andrew Wolfe, uh, who is longtime <laughs> longtime friend of the show. The man who helped uh, give me my start in the video games industry, and the uh, the magic man behind Nintendo, uh, Amiibo alerts, uh, and all that sort of mischief all the around things. the internet, and and as a personal throwback uh, today, uh, listeners, I am drinking a very special drink that has very personal uh, importance for uh, Wolf and I. It's urine. It's not you <laughs> even though it really looks like it is. This is Zubrowka and apple juice.
1: Zubro oh my God.
0: <laughs> From
1: the Polish party. Yes, the Polish at, uh, party. At PAX. The Polish party that was hosted at, like a, it was in a it's a very small Polish community in, in Seattle, but uh, at like a, like a giant, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what it was, a community center, but it was... I think-
0: I think it was Those held. At, I think it was held at like like a, a hostel or a, or like a like a. It was like some sort of housing. Yeah. Thing. It was sweet though. Like community community housing thing. Yeah, that Next party was dope. Yeah, yeah. It I is. mean, hey, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to go to more shows. Yeah. I'm ready to go to more trade shows. Uh, but yeah, this week we're gonna talk about a bunch of stuff. Um, as we continue our countdown to episode 200, uh, we are going to talk about some of our top. 20 games of all time. This week, it is numbers 10 through 6 um, with a sneak preview of next week's top 5 episode uh, with uh, Andrew Wolf sharing his personal top 5. And we're also talking about Metroid Dread. I don't really know of any major things that happened this week other than that, so I think we can pretty much skip news
2: yeah, it's
1: just like
0: Kotaku. Was, it, was just, there something big? Kotaku there wasn't really. just
2: jumping the shark. There was or... there was
3: another another little game that came out that I'm the only one that played that. The Nickelodeon has taken, one has taken the internet by storm and uh, <laughs> oh, the, know, the and the, the fighting community alike.
1: The Smash Copy, SmashCopy.com.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. I'll give a few words on that at some point.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so because no, uh, Josh and. Wolf are on a little bit of a time crunch uh, we may actually reverse the order and we may start if you would like to if, if, is there anything that we want to say before we jump into the big topic for this episode
3: no <laughs> Wolfie do you like do you like Metroid do you think it's good
1: I am gonna piss off a lot of people I think that um, I'm torn between whether I think that they made a lot of bad bad uh, design decisions, and either that or I just don't like Metroidvania games, maybe. Um, I just think that if I'm developing a video game, if I'm a, a like a, pro- a project manager for a video game, and, it, and someone brings a design idea to me, my first question is does it make the game more fun? If the answer is no, why the F are you putting, are you putting, it, putting it in the game? In the game. I think that Emmy You can swear Emmy on the show if fun. you want. <laughs> why the f- Fuck! <laughs> Are you putting in the game? Yeah. Uh, with that said, and I'm talking specifically about Emmy. And uh, there's a couple other things, but I think it's just Metroidvania stuff. Like, uh, why do I have to shoot a hidden block? Look, okay, that's dated and dumb. But that's a different story. The, the Emmy thing, uh, as uh, as someone that's not very good at metroidvanias is, I don't quite know what I'm supposed to be doing at the beginning of the game, and not being able to explore is a huge hindrance. Huge hindrance. Um, I think Amy's really cool. I, I like the feeling of, like, oh, I gotta run. But, like, the instant death, and literally, like, I'm not quite sure where to go, so I have to die eight times before I finally go, oh, I was supposed to shoot that block. It's not a good design decision, in my opinion. Um, and I don't think it should be in the game. Um, so. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not very far. <laughs> so I don't know I'm how, not either. I yeah. don't know, like, if Amy I sticks around like that for a long so. time. Um, but I just am... I... I it's hard when there's games like Ori, um, which I think both are very close to perfect Metroidvanias that I've played. I have played a lot. I think, Brian, you might have <laughs> uh, something to it, say about that. But like, in a because world it that is Ori is
0: maybe my favorite genre. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got a lot to say about that. And I, I thought it was really uh, interesting when you started off by saying either it's uh, they made some bad design decisions or it's I just don't like Metroidvanias. You're absolutely right. There are a lot of bad design decisions in this game. And I've written like two pages of notes on them. Uh, and I was raging at this game. I beat it. I beat it today. I beat it like a half hour before the show started. Uh, and,
1: and your playtime was 11 hours? Is that what I saw?
0: Yeah, 11 hours. Um And I got, I was, so I stopped. I tried fighting the final boss like four or five times. And then I quit and went and just started searching around because... I was really annoyed and exploring and kind of finding items in these sorts of games is like one of my favorite things. Like get all the verbs, get all your movement options, all your special weapons, all the stuff that lets you explore everywhere. And then just methodically go from one zone to the next and just get everything Yeah. um, and try to solve all those puzzles. That's like, that is like my Zen. Um, I love that stuff. Um, And so I was like, Oh, I'll do that. And so I like, uh, completed like two zones and almost uh, a third zone. And then I was like, I really want to be able to speak to this game like authoritatively from f- from top to bottom um, and be able to talk about it. So I went back and started, uh, you know, working on the final boss uh, again. And I think in like a half hour to 45 minutes, I think I, I beat it and beat the game. Um, but yeah, I was really really annoyed at a couple of decisions that they made and the Emmys are easily the worst part of the game. Um, I, I think that and what, one of the things is like I there are two things that that uh, playing Dark Souls and playing games that copy Dark Souls poorly have taught me. And one is that requiring sustained perfection or sustained near perfection from players is not generally good. Uh, and two, it's that instant death is almost always bad. Um, uh, Momodora 4 does this, actually, Reverie Under the Moonlight. If you fall into a hole, it doesn't do the Zelda thing where it pops you out of the hole and, and nearby and just takes some of your life. No, that's game over. You fall into a hole, that's it. You know, uh, And that's not good, especially when the rest of the game is so great. Uh, and the, the Emmys being... Instant fail with a extremely uh, narrow window for parry timings, uh, which gets uh, tweaked when you fight uh, other ones later in the game that are in, uh, let's say, different environments, which becomes really difficult because even if you get that very strict parry timing down, it's different. And so one of the things that I think... There are a couple of elements that I think are bad. Uh, Let me actually just look at my notes real quick.
3: Well, do you want to go down the rabbit hole just yet? Or do you want to... (sighs) Do the I feel like we're
0: there, so we should probably. Just how much right time do you want to spend
3: know. on it? That's the only reason I ask. I know Wolfie's. I know Wolfie's short on time. That's the only reason Jeez. I ask.
0: Okay, I. Because I, I know I mean, how.
3: I know how much this game means to you.
0: Look at him. He's like it, halfway out of his it, chair. He's like, Ugh, it does. It does mean a lot to me, and I do literally have two pages. Of yeah, like there. I don't want
1: to. I don't
3: want to do it, and then them have to leave like but we've kind of that.
4: half done it already
0: it. you can have a whole What's episode
1: dedicated c- to it
0: i mean you can i don't care we <laughs> could do that we could do that you know what we we could do that i will say also I love like, that we're like like if we're gonna about this the on the subject,
1: flight. i will say like late last night seattle time i texted Bri Bry like it was just a picture of my switch like dude i'm bad at metroidvania was like can I not get this power up for some reason? And it was just a picture of me like hanging on a little cliff part, and there's a little missile upgrade right here, and I just can't, I can't get to it. I can't slide into it. And he's like, "Oh yeah, you got to get the the morph ball in order to get there." It's like, it's at the very beginning of the game. Like, uh, I-, I could see someone Why that doesn't there? know Metroidvania. I get that, like, it's cool to go back and Which collect is stuff because... that you upgraded already. But people that are brand new to the genre, like, yeah, especially I, I a game that hasn't knew. come out. Right. Yeah, I kind of knew, but people—it's like they're going to spend time trying to get it. It's frustrating.
0: Real talk, that is the one of the oldest memes in gaming. Metroid can't crawl. Yeah, why can't Metroid, how do I make Metroid crawl? Yeah. yeah, she's
1: sitting there hanging by one arm, but she can't just, like, reach in or, like, And she crawl, couldn't even do
0: that in the beginning, but, like, yeah. early in early games, it's, like, you're trying to get through a gap, and it's, like, how how can, how do I make Metroid crawl? It's, like, <laughs> yeah. you can't, you gotta get the morph ball. <laughs> even though, if you look at the size of it and the size of her, she could clearly lay yeah. down and, like, scooch through and get it. I like, thought for sure she also
1: slide in.
3: Yeah, yeah, it also makes it confusing cuz they do introduce the slide mechanic like it's one of the first things you learn. Yes. So you yeah. think, "Oh, there should be a way for me to be able to use that." Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: I so I guess I guess I will just give my big my my very big picture without getting without getting granular. Uh I think I think it's bad that the ME sections are instant fail. They should have just made it so that they deal lots of damage and you're very likely to die, but you it wouldn't trigger a cinematic where you die and right. you get a game over. That's bad. Um, I don't think that makes it like people were like, Oh, but would you say that you were dreadful? Like you were dreading this encounter? And I'm like, Ugh. no, shut the fuck up. Uh, it's <laughs> annoying. It's just annoying. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. Did, um, it, is it
2: as bad as the, um, one of the guys in doom eternal that we hated or that I, I never got
0: that far because that game sucks. Oh, Ooh.
2: weird. Those guys sucked. The Marauders, or whatever they're called, I hate them so much.
0: Yeah, I, I, they, I don't. I can't compare it to that because they, I hate. They, I hate Doom Eternal. They ruined the game for me. Uh, the basic mechanics and and loop gameplay oh, loop yeah. ruined it for me. But anyway, uh, so so there's that um, that I think is bad. Also, I think it's bad that they give you energy tank container fragments. Like never give never give players part of something cool. When they find something, just give them the cool thing. Mm -hmm. Like, just have fewer locations.
3: This is like fragments of heart containers,
0: and yes, uh, yeah, it's a bad habit. It's a bad habit that Metroid Dread learned from Zelda that Metroid never used to have as a bad habit. Yeah, like Metroid didn't do that. When you found a heart, when you found an energy tank, it was an energy tank. You know, maybe you found like in Super Metroid, you found like a reserve tank, and it's like it wasn't. You'd have to like. Fill it up with energy and then you could use it if you died and it would like fill you back up a little bit, which was a great mechanic that they didn't bring back in this game and they should have. Um, I kind of like how Ori there's handles like, it.
1: or like I'm thinking about a couple ways they do it, like where you collect things and then you can buy unlocks. I know that doesn't really work with Metroid because you have to unlock things in certain orders, but I like the way they did that. They also did like the collect four pieces and get a full upgrade or whatever. Yeah, it feels like a Metroidvania thing, really, but
0: but but also a big bummer is you also can't sequence break. They don't let you because if you actually, I saw somebody uh, post a picture of them picking up a power bomb. Um, and they're like, you can't use this yet. And it's like, "Motherfucker, what? I found a power bomb. Yeah. You have to get, you have to absorb the power bomb power from a specific enemy before you can get those upgrades, That's which dumb. is, which is bullshit. And, there's a thing called, minor mechanical spoilers for the game. There's a thing called storm missiles, um, which lets you target multiple things and then set off like a volley of missiles. Um, But I actually trained, I I like practiced this thing. There was like five targets for missiles around the way and, and there's a block that lights up as you hit each one of the targets. The idea is you tag all of them with storm missiles and then you let go and it hits all of them and then unlocks the block but i actually practiced before i got that upgrade and hit each of them in time to light up the whole block and it didn't disappear so you can't even just do the thing manually and i'm like that you should just be able to do the thing if you can do the thing that the item lets you do you should just be able to do it yeah or and, and the same thing like if i can get to a power bomb before i should be able to get to a power bomb just give me the power bomb just give me the power or bomb.
2: if it like
3: don't let the the charge beam react to that like don't let it light up that little bit you know, if you're yeah, shooting yeah. one of them, that way it's like, okay, I can't use the charge beam for this. I need this, a different item. Yeah, I this think just, you just doesn't. Move on. Yeah, this just doesn't like, work. work. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. But instead, they each lit up when I hit them with the missiles, and it's like, so I should be able to do this, but I can't. So it's like, yeah. little things like that. I'm just like this, this kind of because like you can't do a ton of it in Super Metroid or the other games, but you can sequence break a bit. Mm. Right. You can get you can get you know certain power ups early. You can get the wave beam very early you can get the spacer really early because like if you um, if you know how, before you have like the high jump and a bunch of shit, if you know how to wall jump, like if you know how to like wall jump back and forth, you can get the spacer, which is a very powerful like mid game laser beam in Super Metroid. You can get that very early in the game and jump the power curve, which yeah. I think is great. And it's one of the things that Metroid does really well. And Metroidvanias do really well. Is like, if you have skill, you can get stuff early and that makes it like, that makes it really fun. That makes it really satisfying and rewarding. Whereas like this uh, dread is like very, very linear. Yeah. Um, but all that having been said, the gameplay is something else. It's very good. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, that, and yeah. I,
3: that's what I wasn't sure of Like as where, in terms of where you fell with that, I think like mechanically the gunplay and just like attacking enemies and things like that, like, Samus it's feels very, like a badass in this game. It's
0: very good. Like I was, just, I was just telling. I forget who I was messaging about this, but I was like, I, I think it was uh, my brother-in-law Tyler. Uh, I was like, yeah, I would put up, I would put Samus up against any protagonist from any series. Probably, like I, I don't, I can't think off the top of my head who could beat her. Because, like in this, like I, I tweeted out. I was like, hey, like I'm me, a man, uh, you know, is sitting on the couch playing a game as an armored woman fighting aliens. Metroid Dread. While my wife is sitting at her desk. Uh, She is a woman and she is playing as an armored man fighting aliens. Halo, Combat Evolved. And I was like, we didn't plan this, but I think that's really funny. And Samus would kick the absolute ever-loving shit out of Master Chief and it wouldn't even be close. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's just like, come on. Power bombs, plasma beams, ice beams, missiles, like, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on.
1: I don't know, man. She dies in one hit, so...
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where Just you're at her. like i'm looking at end game screw attack space jump samus you know something like that. but but anyway like it does feel you know when you're fighting and I, I will say i will also give mercury steam credit everything that was in metroid fusion that this game takes from it like the talking to adam in the network upload sections and the parry mechanic from metroid samus returns they're all better in this game I,
3: I will say that was one of my biggest complaints about uh, Samus Returns and, and continues to be every time that game comes up is I hated the parry mechanic. And maybe it was just me at the time playing that game. Um, it's not that the parry mechanic was bad. It's that they forced you to do it. Right. Mm. This game, it feels a lot more natural in that it, it's like a choice that I make that I'm going to use this to take on these enemies. It and it, yeah, and it feels really good whenever you
0: do it. And, yep. and you you get rewarded for doing it as well. It, yes. It's and you don't have to use it specifically yeah. at the times when the flash comes out. Like, you can literally just run up to an enemy and do it. Yeah. Uh, and it feels like the parry timing is, like, at least not when you're in a quick time event, pretty generous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They like definitely it, tweaked when, it enough. When the flash comes yeah, it feels out. Good. Yeah. Yeah, which is, which is good. I feel like Mercury... This is definitely better than Mercury Steam's last outing. This is definitely better than Metroid Samus Returns. I would probably put this in my top three Metroid games. I really need to go back and revisit Zero Mission and uh, Fusion. But I played a little bit of Super Metroid. And while, yes, mechanically, uh, Dread is better, I think that as far as atmosphere is concerned... Uh, as far as just pure um, kind of emotion evoking, I I don't think it comes close to beating uh, Super Metroid.
1: So if it's in your top three Metroid games, does that mean it's in your top 10 games of all time?
0: Uh, I did not include it in my top 10 games of all time because when I made this list, this game was not out yet. And like with Deathloop, um, I did not include it uh, in my top twenty list, uh, because it's too soon. Mm-hmm. I need to. I need to I sit with sure it for a while.
3: If you were going to be like, "Oh my god," like I have to completely modify everything now. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. This I'm not everything. changing like, anything. Everything I ever wanted.
0: This this might ch- it might change in the future. I don't know. Yeah, um, but I'm will. definitely going to. I'm definitely going to replay it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to start right now or if I'm going to try to play a couple other things before I start it back up, maybe revisit some of the other Metroid games. I am very excited to replay it knowing now what I didn't know before. Particularly because I took one, I took the stealth approach to uh, the Emmy encounters and I had a couple of other people who didn't think they were as egregious as I did uh, say, well, you can just run and the game very explicitly trains you to hide from them. It explicitly tells you to hide from them and uh, then there was actually a, a later uh, game encounter where I just straight up ran after I had like a bunch of upgrades uh, and it was actually like pretty easy to get away from. Uh, but I don't know if that's the case early in the game when you don't have a whole lot. So I'm, I'm not sure where the break point is and I'm not sure if that will really change how I feel. Uh, but it really rubbed me the wrong way at first. Um, but yeah. So Metroid Dread is not in my top list because recency bias is a whole ass thing and I'm not trying to deal with it. Um, but much. yes, but Deathloop and, and Metroid Dread are very good with some asterisks next to it. So shall we begin? <laughs> shall we begin the countdown? Yes. Sure. Do it. Yep. Yeah. All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, it has come now to the main topic. Here we go. We're going from our top 10 to number six. So I will start, and then Chris will go next, and then Josh, and then Monsieur Wolf. Here we go. My 10th favorite game of all time. Is Bloodborne plus the Old Hunters DLC? All the right. reason, the reason why. So, I like, no comments I, on this one. <laughs> no,
2: I mean, I, no. I, Bloodborne's good. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: Bloodborne um, is an exceptional game um, from uh, from software. It adapts a kind of storytelling genre. That I think has become so mainstream. It's in World of Warcraft. It's in so many other games. It's in Borderlands. Like the the Lovecraft influence is profoundly felt in this game, um, but it, it it doesn't wear that on its sleeve. It's it's a it's a it's one of the best bait and switches I've ever experienced, um, which is part of the reason why it's so good. From Software is a master of environmental storytelling and um, visceral, really dynamic and kind of not flashy, but very purposeful and um, I would say kind of inspired combat. And I think that in Bloodborne, that it, it sacrifices a defensive uh playstyle for pure aggression. And I think... In that way, it kind of embraces our more kind of bloodthirsty instincts. And that's part of the story. So it's telling you, don't be defensive, be on the attack. And that's what the story is about. So it's there's a lot of um, ludonarrative harmony in this game. And not only that, but there's there's so much to enjoy. There's so much to explore. There's so much to see. The way that they uh, add insight into the game, which naturally goes up as you see more and more horrific things, and then what that does to your enemy encounters and just the way that you perceive the world is so brilliantly done. Uh, I'm really excited for Elden Ring. I don't really know how it's going to top Bloodborne because uh, even though the game has its faults, like there's not a whole lot of build variety. Uh, You know, like Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2 have way more build variety than this game uh, in Bloodborne it's basically do you want to use strength weapons or do you want to use dexterity weapons and that's kind of it um, but I think that the themes are so powerful the iconography is so powerful and I think that it's just you know like, like you know people are talking about with Metroid Dread like there's this 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 ominous oppressive vibe that just permeates the entirety of Bloodborne and it's It's a very powerful experience.
1: I wish I was... Um, And then the
0: old Hunters... The old Hunters just reframes the entire main game and makes it even better. Um, And it has some of the best from-software fights of all time, like Maria of the Clock Tower is like one of the all-time great boss fights.
1: I wish I was uh, good enough at video games to play it. A lot of people love it, and it it frustrates me that I, there's a, we do not have enough time to discuss like adding a difficulty scale in, into games and like making games more accessible and whether or not difficulty is accessibility and all sorts of things like I don't I don't want to dive into that but like there's a lot I mean, of really great games and I, maybe Metroid Dread is one of them and not so much but I think Bloodborne definitely and the Souls games um, I have tried play like Demon Souls on PS5 love the atmosphere it's a beautiful game it's a lot of fun. Uh, I get to the point where I don't want to continue because I don't want to die. Um, yep. And I know I'm going to die. And I continue to buy these games. I continue to spend $60 on them or $70 on them. And I have fun for an hour and a half or three hours. And then I never played again because I can't get past the first boss.
3: And for me, it's always the, you know, it. it how much time am I going to sink into this only to lose it? Yeah. and how how many times do i want to do that when i'm that limited on time to play games in general where it's like yeah cool i i played a video game for an hour today and got the shit kicked out of me and now i feel awful
1: yeah and then <laughs> and then that's the one of those d- the design choice of or the mechanic of like you die and your souls are there or whatever in bloodborne it's called you can if you can make it back there, you can get your called. blood echoes back <laughs> but if you die before you get back there they're gone and that, right. that yeah. feeling is so devastating when you, and it, it was even worse on, what was that PS5 game that, uh, where she's like in an alien returnal, returnal. it was even worse on returnal because oh you could God. get, you could be like four hours at a run and then you die. And it was like, uh, returnals <sighs> awesome. Returnal. I, I, I The story is great. Like it's I
2: really love awesome. like the story. Yeah, I haven't, it. I haven't awesome. even played it. It's awesome for a while. And then when yeah. your runs start becoming like two hours at a time, you're like, dude, like we got to so, stop this yeah
3: i have other things i have to do
0: (laughs) so i want to say a couple of things about this i know you said you don't want to get into a whole thing but i will say as someone who has platinumed dark souls 3 and bloodborne and 100 of the dlc i firmly agree that accessibility options and difficulty settings should be a thing in these games like these should be accessible to more people And I say that as some, like, my bona fides are fucking proven. Like, I beat Dark Souls 3 at level fucking one. So if you want to come at me with get good, I'm better than all of you. (laughs) Unless you're fucking Lobos Jr. and you're doing, like, challenge runs, I'm better than you at these games. And I'm (laughs) telling you, it doesn't sacrifice any creative vision. It doesn't sacrifice anything to put accessibility options in these games because Celeste is fucking harder than any of these games and they put invincibility mode in there.
4: <laughs> so don't fucking come at me deep. with that shit.
0: <laughs> so, and another thing on a personal note, Wolf, if you want to play Demon Souls, co-op with me. I made a character specifically for co-op and I really want to play with someone. Actually down. And I'd be happy to help you see great. more of the
1: game. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Let's do that.
0: And, that's, and a great thing about that is that is kind of the, the difficulty setting that is built into some of these games is that they do have co-op and co-op significantly um, reduces the challenge of these games because it splits aggro and all sorts of stuff like that. It gives you breathing room to heal. So I would if you want to play any of the Souls games, I will 100% play through these games to completion with you wherever you want, whenever you want. I, I'm so excited to have more people experience these games and co-op really is the way to go uh, with these if you're having trouble with it because there's there's really cool stuff to see here uh, and th- I lament the fact that more people are not able to see it because it is very demanding um, I mean, so if there's something I can do to help with that then I'm, I'm happy to do it
3: what a nice young man what a nice man. anyway Chris what's your number 10? Number 10 is The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D. Oh, yeah! Ocarina.
1: Ocarina. Ocarina. ham Yeah, Ocarana. 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 Ha, uh, yeah I mean, it's
3: Ocarina of Time. It's the, you know, obviously the first 3D Zelda that a lot of people played. Um, you know, obviously I have very fond memories of playing the N64 version when it released. Um, or rather watching my brothers play it cause I was too young and stupid to understand what was happening. Um, <laughs> I think this version though has, um, like it, 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 polishes up a lot of like the, the problems that exist in that game. Um, fixing a lot of like the, the lostness that can happen in the water temple, um, adding master quests to it. Um, as well as the, like as close to the original artwork as it can get, um, you know, Man, with those the games. quality of
0: life bonus with 3ds of being able to just pop on your iron boots and off, like oh, yeah, little menu,
3: so good. There's just oh. so many quality of life improvements to that game. Um, and if you are unfamiliar with it, um, and you have a, a GPU that's powerful enough, um, I definitely recommend that you check out um, Henrico Magnifico's uh, 4K mods of uh, or texture packs of that game. Um, they're phenomenal. Like he's doing God's work out there, and and whoever else is, awesome. is helping him out. Um, Ocarina of
0: time, three DS already looks awesome.
3: Yeah. So like to see it upscaled, like, and do what Nintendo don't, uh, what Nintendo, Nintendo uh, PC do
0: what Nintendo don't.
3: Yeah. PC do what Nintendo. Um, it's, it's (laughs) phenomenal. I mean, it's everybody said everything there is to say about Ocarina of time and just how, you know, influential that game is. So I'm not going to bore everybody to death with that, but, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's just – it's the best way to play that game. And um, I still will find myself being like, man, it's been like two or three years. I should pop back in there. And every time I do, I'm just like, hell yeah. Like it's – it just feels great to go back in and play. So that's my number 10.
0: That's awesome. Okay, Joshua Mobley, good sir. My what number- <coughs> is your number 10? Portal. <laughs> Just Hell portal. yeah! Just Portal oh, nice. One. I mean, I do Hell like yeah. Port—I
2: do like Portal Two a lot, but it's not on my list. Portal One, because it's such a simple, simple concept that is like taken to uh, such just amazing places and makes you like think really outside the box. Where it's like you can do literally 2 thin—you know, two or three things. You can make this color portal, that color portal, and you can pick stuff up and then kind of jump, but not really. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like. You have to do all of these like really crazy things with just those few verbs, and you're and the crazy part is you're able to do them um, just because of the way the game's designed. It's funny, um, like it has just like a weird. It's funny, but then has this like foreboding atmosphere and stuff. It's just really great. It's like one of the all time greats, and it's easy to go back to because that game's only like three hours long. <laughs> yeah, something. that, is that it really, weeks it's is really, it really sh- it's really short. Yeah.
1: It's really amazing That's how, like, like you said, like how they could take those two things, and there are so many times in that game where it's like, "Wow!" Like, "Oh my god!" Moments, like, "Holy shit!" Mm-hmm. It
2: yeah. was just like when you learn awesome about inertia great. and you just scream because yeah. you're like, "Oh god! I'm going so fast! Yeah. I'm dropping forever!" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but plus the story's cool. Yeah. Like the cake is a lie.
1: Like the voice acting's great. Like it's just a good, complete package.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really
2: good.
3: It's gonna be funny when like everybody gets their Steam decks and like that's one of the first things that they play. Yeah.
2: And they're like, I forgot how good Portal was. Portal. <laughs> so Portal's so, so good, good, you guys! Yeah. Y'all ever y'all ever done this?
0: <laughs> Actually, you know what? The Steam Deck might be the time when I finally finish fucking Half-Life 2.
2: <laughs> there you
0: go. <laughs> All right, Wolf. What is your number ten?
1: All right, I'll start off by saying I'm not. I didn't include any any meme any meme or games. There's no Jungle Strike or Desert Strike in my in my top ten. <laughs> oh <there>.
0: my god!
4: <laughs> so Jungle
1: uh, Strike, but uh, but there is kind of a weird one. I think this is the only one that people y'all might be a little shocked by, um, or maybe not have heard of. Tribes Two. Um, Tribes Two, hell yeah, dude! Specifically the construction mod. And this mod was predated Minecraft by years and years and years. And it, it used Tribes 2 engine um, and all the assets from Tribes 2, and you could build things. You could build homes, and you could make, like, puzzles. And it, it was basically Minecraft before Minecraft, and it was just a Tribes 2 mod. And uh, me and my friends spent hours and hours and hours on it. And uh, if you've never heard of it, you can look it up. I think there's just a couple videos on YouTube. Um but there was people that could make really, really, really impressive buildings. Like like the stuff you see in Minecraft where they like recreate all of Middle Earth and shit like that. <laughs> like,
3: Tirith. Yeah, like,
1: people were doing that with, with Tribes 2 construction mod, but they were making like the beacons on Lit spaceships that you know would like actually function in real life and shit like that. It was just a... so that's my one off the wall. Uh, it's not a meme, it really was uh really was a fantastic game.
0: That's awesome, that's awesome.
3: I've never actually heard of that. It looks cool. Though. You never heard of Tribes too? Mm, I just googled it. That was a I mean, that I've was heard an of early, it. I never so, played it.
0: So that was like um, there was the there was a period of time where there like wasn't at least well, you know what? I'm probably fucking wrong about this. There was a time when it was like Unreal Tournament, Quake Three, like there was like a lot more action in the shooter space than there is now, where there's only like Call of Duty, Battlefield maybe Halo, you know, that sort of a thing. There was like more, there was like Counter-Strike and Tribes and Unreal Tournament and Quake 3 and...
3: Unreal. Uh, you know, Doom which was different. and like
0: all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and Tribes 2 was definitely one of those multiplayer games that was, it was, it was one of the first ones that I got into. It had um, a bunch of cool
1: mechanics. Like you could ski, which is like you have a jet pack, uh, your character has a jet pack and skiing is when... You glide along the ground, and you keep touching your feet so like your jetpack never depletes totally. So you could like ski down a hill, and you could go. You could just haul ass. So there was like the actual game there was uh, capture the flag and stuff where like if you got so good it was at like, skiing, su- it was
2: like surfing in destiny.
1: Yeah, or Counter-Strike. It's Street, actually like, tight, or uh, skating. Like is what knife. I could, like, what, you, what's the yeah. knife thing in Counter Strike where you could like if you you could like go back and really oh, really fast? Yeah, uh, It was kind of like that.
0: I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it was very much like, um, man, I'm going to fucking date myself on this one, but it's okay. We already know I'm 10,000 years old. Uh, it was, so Tribes was very much like kind of reminiscent of like the Counter Strike Cold Ice mod. Have you guys ever played any of that? Dude, Cold Ice on Counter Strike was like my favorite shit, but nobody ever played it. I
1: think the Warcraft um, mod was But tri-
0: but Tribes 2 was really like that was like, um, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, like kind of a precursor to Halo. Yeah. Like, of like, yo, this is a spacefaring, team based, you know, you can do capture the flag, you're out in this, you, you know, death open match, field and you stuff. there's it, like yeah. ships and stuff like this. Yeah. 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 It, was, this it was, it was really, really fun. Yeah. As far
2: as there I remember. There was an uh, Xbox, there was one on Xbox at one point. Oh, wow. There was a Tribes game on Xbox? There was, I was a lease so, yeah. game on one
1: called like Tribes Avengers or Tribes. Well, they
2: also did that too, but I, I have this weird memory of there being one on the original Xbox. Huh. Well, tribes ascend. That might be it. I don't know.
0: Interesting. Yeah, tribes that's ascend crazy. Be that's crazy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. I had a lot of fun with tribes, but it was kind of short lived in my friend group. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, like we we spent a lot more time playing um, Counter Strike. Yep. Yeah. So I guess right. that com- brings it back to me for number nine. All right. My number nine is Dark Souls Three: oh. The Fire Fades Edition. Oh, a specific so, edition uh, and everything. I mean, the Fire Phase edition is the one that includes all the DLC in it. So it's basically just that complete package. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Dark Souls 3 and the um, Ashes of Ariandel DLC and the Ringed City DLC. Although I will say, a lot of those DLC fights are absolute nonsense and a lot of the DLC just itself is extraordinarily difficult. Um, but... Dark Souls 3, the reason that I put it above Bloodborne is that I've actually revisited Dark Souls 3 the most of any of the Souls games. Um, this, I, I'm i not sure why. It's easily the most difficult of the Souls games, um, particularly when you consider the DLC, which is like almost unconscionably difficult. Um it's kind of unfortunate how difficult they are because like one of the DLCs has like a straight up three phase boss fight, which in dark souls terms is like fucking outrageous. Um, because those bosses are already so difficult. Chris and I are both like, um,
4: yeah, sister, the sister to
0: fight, the sister Frida fight is like fucking it's, it's nonsense. Like it's absolute nonsense, but it was fun. Um, but Dark Souls Three is one of those games where, like, unlike Bloodborne, and there, this is the only reason that I put it above Bloodborne, uh, it has way more blood porn. build variety. Bloodborne
3: <laughs> is what you just said. I just wanted. I'm sorry. To to I am
0: done. very, uh, very tipsy right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I finished my whole thing. This was, by the way, this cup, this pint glass, was half vodka and half apple juice. <laughs> Jesus, <So>, Christ. <crying>. <laughs> why? Bloodborne. So you know. Bloodborne.
3: <laughs> Bloodborne on a Monday.
0: Bloodborne. <laughs> Hold on, let me actually Blood
1: write porn this. Bloodborne on a Monday. Yeah. yeah. Good lord. So that's your number nine.
0: Um, but yeah, but but one of the reasons is it has better build variety than uh Bloodborne does. Um, it has like a really interesting sense of closure and finality. It also has more of a, there's a specific turn in the game where it's like, wow. Like in Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2, they've been telling you that like the world is ending and it really gets driven home. The world is fucking ending. Like this is the end. Everything is going to absolute shit. And it conveys it in such a kind of, beautiful, terrible way. In a way that like the rest of the series hasn't really captured. And and one of the reasons why I think that even though I've I've since then I've really uh since actually since Dark Souls Remastered came out, I've fallen way more in love with the first game in the series. And of course on Demon's Souls remake on PS5, like I like that uh game a lot as well. But I feel like there are there are um, kind of sticking points in that. Like the Emmys in Metroid Dread. There are sticking points in that that don't exist really in Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls 3 is kind of a more consistent experience throughout, so that's why I included that above Dark Souls 1 or 2. It is really difficult compared to Dark Souls 1 and 2, which I think kind of is a mark against it, but I feel like at the very least, it's consistent throughout. Like It's very hard consistently throughout instead of having like wild spikes or ridiculous nonsense like hey curse in dark souls 1 or uh, just your constant every time you die you get less health in dark souls 2 um there's nothing like that in dark souls 3 and i think the co-op is more fleshed out and you have more options in dark souls 3 um so i i i've revisited it multiple times i found it compelling for a really long time and that's why i put that in there so that's my number. Joy.
3: Chris, what you got for number nine? Number nine is the Uncharted uh, Nathan Drake collection on the PlayStation hey, Four. Hey, I'm hey.
0: kind of shocked it's this low. Uh, well, I mean you'll we're see in, we're in the
2: upper echelon. Yeah, now. we're in the upper. Yeah, and you'll see why we
0: are. But this is Chris Shriver we're talking about. Yeah, he so literally has tattoos, and this is number nine. The Chris well, Shriver.
3: There's there's Uncharted. He's over there. So, um, I mean the Nathan Drake. Collection, I'm very drunk. It's the <laughs> it's the you know it's the collection of the those three games that came out on the PS3. It's the best versions of them um, you know upscaled uh, to full 1080p, 60 Fps. Um,
0: it with, quick aside, is it the same trophy list or is it a different trophy list? There
3: the are adults? it is the same trophy list with some tweaks. so uh, okay. the Nathan Drake collection doesn't include any uh, online for Uncharted 2 or 3, which is kind of a bummer because the yeah. online of those games is actually really cool. It is. Um, oh, I was
0: gonna say that's nice because it doesn't, like, if you're not an online person, if you don't have Plus or something, like, it doesn't count against you to, if you're trying to get the Platinum. Yeah,
3: well, so in 2 and 3 on the PS3, there were only, like, 2 or 3 trophies that you uh, you had to go for to get the online ones. And they were it was like, try online. Like, it was more to just, like, be an incentive for you to, like, hop in there. Um, That's how
0: 4 was, which I actually found, like, very refreshing.
3: Yeah, yeah. And then they did, um, you know, as they added DLC, they added a ton of trophies to those games. But And I don't have those, and I never will because the servers are all. But those are time. on separate
0: lists, right?
3: Yeah, those are all completely separate. Um, okay, but the cool. Nathan Drake Collection, um, you know, if you've never played it, like, I think one of my favorite things about it is it's, like, so accessible if you have a PlayStation. Um, like, they, they just give that game away for free, like, they do. all the time. Um, <laughs> it was on PS Plus, right? <laughs> yeah, really it was on do. PS Plus. It's on PlayStation Now. Um, and it's like just three of my favorite games ever made. Um, the reason I, I did the, another reason I did the collection is I didn't want to fill up three slots with, uh, just different (laughs) Uncharted games. Um, because while I think they do, like, I do have my problems with Drake's Fortune because it is the first game. Um, a lot of those are solved in in that release. Um, they're still great, um, you know fx dad movie type games that you can play on a saturday <laughs> and if you start in the morning like you could get all the way through it um that's the best and there's, uh, yeah and there are like there's some pretty good speed runs of them too um of people like um you know getting through it in you know four or five hours um or any of them really um i also you know had the, the set pieces top. are amazing
1: I, but I, I, pushed, I think i pushed it to 11 oh, i'm just saying it's a good it's a great choice um, I, mine it wasn't my top 10. I just barely pushed it out to 11. It's a fantastic oh, choice. And I was going to do collection as well, because like you said, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the best versions of the game. So
3: yeah, I mean, my only complaint honestly, is that, uh, they haven't given me the option to buy it on PS5 at 4k <laughs> with a new trophy list. So I can do it all over again <laughs> that, and they don't separate the trophy list by region because I would totally like, I would oh, keep buying goodness. that game. In different territories, if it meant I got a new trophy left to chase, on! Like I just, there's such, there's so much fun. There's like, there's such (laughs) comfort food, um, and like I never have a bad time playing these games. Um, they're just great. Um, you know, everybody on the show, if you've ever listened to it, you've heard me wax philosophical about how amazing this series is. It's Um, so true. I
0: that and banjo kazooie. Yeah,
3: I hope. Um, you know, I as much as I'd like to see. A new one um i'd also like to see uh naughty dog do something different so that's fine but uh put these on ps5 man like charge 40 bucks for them upscale them to 4k at 60 fps you know get really? a new trophy list that's all we need
0: i'm gonna be honest it's kind of crazy that they've done that for insomniac spider-man they've done that for ghost of Tsushima from sucker punch and they haven't done that for this. The depressing thing well, is the PS3 that games. If
1: it was on, if it was a
0: Microsoft title, it'd be backwards
1: compatible. You could play it on your, on your Xbox. Series yeah, X and then, X then like you like would. Well, yeah, maybe, but, actually, really kind of sad.
3: But, I wouldn't get a separate trophy list. That's the <laughs> bottom line. I need something to chase. Like yeah. I can hop into Uncharted all the live long day, and I've yeah. done it. We've all seen it. But.
2: We all know. God we damn. have all seen it.
3: Yeah, G- give me something <laughs> else. Give me some more boxes to check off and excuses to play these games. Because boy, howdy, are they fun!
0: Check off's trophy list. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you talk about a trophy list in the first scene, it better come back. Better come back the in the next.
3: Goddamn right. Jesus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'll try to catch the fever, Josh.
0: Yeah, what you got?
2: Dota two. That's my number nine uh dota 2 is maybe one of the greatest games ever made in the history of this planet Uh, okay gabe (laughs) listen i spent i spent college just pretty much playing dota 2 and destiny 2 uh, or destiny um dota 2 is one of those games that maybe like dark souls has one of the has a really difficult learning curve and you're going to hate your life for the first, I don't know, twenty hours, uh, you play this game. But if you get into it and you have four other it friends good after to make a hours. to make a squad, I'm telling you, it is one of the deepest, most engaging, like experiences you will ever have. it, it is so strategic, and if you truly understand its mechanics, it gets so wild. Um, Like, it's a game where, like, even moving a patch of trees on the map, because there's only one map, there's the Dota 2 map, even moving a patch of trees will change the balance of certain characters. Like, changing where a shop is might change the balance of certain characters. Changing the price of an item might make a character shit. Like, it is that complex and that crazy. But with that complexity comes an experience where you can be a thousand hours in, like I was, And you still feel like you learn shit every time you play a game, you still feel like every game you play is completely different. You you'll have memories like I still have a memory of being chased with a friend of mine and using an ability. um, I don't remember. He was like a I I don't remember. I think his name was Tusk. He was like a big walrus, he would hit punch things and do ice stuff. I was running with him. We're running away from someone. He has an ability that spawns a big like ice wall kind of in a thing that you're supposed to like cusp people in. So it's hard for them to get out and then you can go like punch him and stuff. And I remember using that and aiming it just far enough so that it would go past us and cusp like down the forest road we were on and block the path of the enemy so that we could go, which is not at all what that ability is intended for. But I did it. And I still remember that. And that was just in a random like off game that I played. Like that game is incredible. Can I play it now? No, because it, they every game takes half an hour to an hour. The community is shit and always has been. And I'll say it. Uh, but I still think fondly like back when I had like five friends who played Dota 2 and we played like every day. Um It is something else there's there's no other game like it like it's one of those things where like you could literally play this game for the rest of your life if you wanted and you'd probably be fine because it's always getting content and like balance patches and there's like it has a thriving esports scene like it is
0: heck yeah one of the best it
2: is unlike anything else in the world it's it's an incredible game
0: isn't it literally called like the invitational yeah
3: yeah yeah Fight. Now, when I when I did the esports thing, that was one of the games like there were I had a, like five or six students where they're like, we have to do Dota. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just like super obsessed with it. I didn't even know what it which was. Like, I had no idea. Like, like I heard Brian talk about it, but that was like it.
0: Yeah. D- Defense of the Ancients was originally a mod for Warcraft 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where the idea and the, the way that it got its name was the elves had these um, like elder trees called ancients. And they were buildings, but you could actually like uproot them and they could walk around and actually fight in battles and things. And the idea of this of this mod was, you were playing Warcraft Three, but the idea was you only controlled the hero units and not like the base building elements and stuff yeah. where you made like whatever peons and warriors and barbarians, all that sort of shit. You, had, you only controlled yeah. like Illidan, Maiv, and like all these other characters and your idea was you have to take down the ancient. Uh and then that became a fucking genre like all things blizzard uh yeah. has done. That they like, that they you know
2: just let fly by the wayside and Valve picked up took from. It's yeah. so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like uh there was
0: such a yeah. genius uh in both Blizzard development and in the modding community around Blizzard games that like it spawned entire genres that became esports unto themselves like then, it's so crazy if
2: you want to get even more turtles all the way down like there the auto chess is a Dota 2 mod that became its own game <laughs> and then Dota 2 got its own version called Underworlds so yeah I actually Jesus. like i actually like uh Dota Underworlds it's really good
0: um, and then Dota inspired League of Legends which is which Catapulted Riot to prominence, yep. and now they're coming out with their own fighting game and a bunch of other stuff, like yep. you know Netflix the series King in November. games. Yep. Yeah, like like you can trace all of this back to to Warcraft Three. Yeah. it's crazy. crazy.
2: Long way of saying, uh, if you have friends and you have time, like if you're if you're listening to this and you're in high school and college, goddamn, like if you want a, a, a game that is like it's a hundred percent free, and it's not like League of Legends where all of the characters are behind. Like you have to either earn them or buy them. All like 100 plus characters in Dota are just available because from the get go, they're like, we want the game to be balanced. So you just have access to everything. No- nothing Which you is- buy affects game balance whatsoever. It's all cosmetic or all like whatever, you know,
0: that's how you everything
2: do it. you go into the game. Like when you go in the game, you're going in and you're picking like your character or whatever, and you're that's it like anything that happens and there's happening in there. It's all very closed off. I swear to god, like the, it is one of the best games ever made. The problem is that you you have to have time and friends usually because if you want to cut down on toxicity, you need friends that are just there filling up those seats, right, when you screw up. <laughs> and then uh yeah, you you it is a thing where if you keep up with it, you will like fall in love with it. But if you if you can't, then you're just going to like, it's hard. It's really hard to play casually, but if you can straight up, one of the greatest, the greatest games ever made, hands down, I will fight anyone <laughs> who says otherwise. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Wolf. What's your number nine?
0: What is your I've, number
1: uh, nine top game of all time? Number nine. Speaking of nine, I have nine minutes. So, uh, we've blown through
2: an hour. through yours.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would
3: say I would just rip through yours. Um, then.
1: I will say that, like, my number nine is one of two modern games on this list. And it kind of, like, a lot of the things, and I don't... I feel like this is going to be taken the wrong way. A lot of things you were saying about Dota 2 is how I feel about Overwatch. Whereas, like, with a a solid group, I have never before in an online game have I experienced such glory of, like, when you've got a solid team... (laughs) and you are yep. just ripping apart another really good team. Like, when you're playing a comp match, and you are just on it. Like, I have never felt so good, and I have also never felt so devastated and so raging mad um, <laughs> when I'm with a toxic group, because there's so much toxicity in Overwatch. And it's kind of, like, oh, I yeah. tried to play it recently, and it takes 20 minutes to get into a match, and it's all trash now. But at its height, like, the Fun unlocked, fact, well, my first, I mean, my, first I would, piece
0: that I wrote... I, I was just gonna say the first piece I ever wrote for IGN was about uh, Jeff Kaplan ref- uh, like talking about the toxicity in Overwatch. Yeah, just for-
2: <laughs> I will say, as someone who played it maybe right before all this, all the crap stuff happened, and I haven't been playing Blizzard stuff lately. But uh, <laughs> if you played after the lawsuit thing, the player population has has shrunk tremendously. Yeah, I haven't um, tried playing it. But also, if you play like we. When you play with a group, the queue times are a little better because you can all pick different roles or whatever. But I would say that the role queue fixes a lot of the just stuff in the game that yeah. leads to a lot of frustration. Yeah. Um. And as someone who plays paladins, like some like just on occasion, um, which is like similar but not the same, but it has a lot of similar elements in it. Like paladins has a lot of the same problems Overwatch had at its launch, and it's weirdly in, like an almost the same age. Like Paladins needs a roll queue like really badly because Mm. you get into games and you have the little thing that's like, we need a flanker, we need a healer or something. And then (laughs) and then you have three tanks and like a damage and a flank and you're like, well, we lost, you know, like that's just sort of how that game works. Like there's not like it. It sounds like counterintuitive for overwatch to be like well they you have to have one tank and you have to have one support and you have to have this thing it sounds like oh why are you pushing me into this box but then at the same time it actually makes the game more like and you I expand don't know, and like, you, like it learn feels more skills it feels more yeah well it just feels more like uh i don't want to say balanced but just more, more cohesive i guess you don't have like a million Hanzos running around or you don't have yeah. like five sniper characters and you're just like, well, I'm not having fun now because everyone's a goddamn sniper. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it fixes that problem. I, I yeah.
1: Would say. Overwatch was the game that, uh, expanded me in a lot of ways. And then, like, I got a 144 Hertz monitor and it changed my life. And I actually oh, got yeah. significantly better at the game. Like yeah. I, w- I would yeah. rank low gold uh, or like high silver, maybe, when I got the 144 hertz monitor, I ranked in platinum. And it was like it was night and day. I could play characters that I couldn't play before and it was really really cool. It also got me into watching Twitch streams. Like I loved watching Seagull, like watching Seagull play Overwatch it was like yeah. and I I had never really been into watching Twitch streams before, but uh, but
0: so it That was me with Dragon Ball Fighters, so which was like this was the game where yeah. it was like I want to watch like I want to watch other people play this game and learn from them. That's awesome.
1: Uh, the remainder of my, uh, I guess my eight, my eight, seven, and six, uh, eight, I have Super Mario Bros. 3. Um, it's a classic. It's, uh, it's, I, like, the mechanics are great. Like, it it taught every, everyone how to make a game. And, you know, I feel like it just deserves a spot in the top, top ten. It's not higher because I, I, like, it's not, Better than games that are out now, I don't think. Um, it's got a lot of <laughs> nostalgia. I, I, How but, dare uh, you! Uh, uh, my it's number. Than a lot of games. Six. I would say. Yeah, but. yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, my number seven yeah. is Tetris 99, and this is my other uh, more modern one on here. Tetris 99. Wow, made me I love like Tetris, Tetris
0: 99. Chris is Chris is cheering in the background. Tetris 99 is freaking phenomenal. I was no trash about at
1: Tetris. It. I, I would never play Tetris. I was bad at it. Um, I didn't really get it. It taught me to be good. It taught me to enjoy being competitive in Tetris. It taught me how to like try to learn T-spins, which I still can't do. Um, <laughs> I'm addicted to it. And I live, it, I live in Seattle, in Washington. Marijuana is legal. And I love going to my buddy Jason's house, eating an edible, and we'll start out playing Tetris. We'll take turns. When you lose, you hand the controller over and I'll and I'm I'm actually pretty good now I feel like and then like after I'm, I'm, after like two hours <laughs> after like after like 45 <laughs> minutes I mean he's pretty trash always but <laughs> um, so like he'll, he'll lose real fast but after an hour like I start to get really bad and I'll hand him the, and we're just so bad and it, it's just it's a blast. okay
0: which is better which is better on marijuana Tetris 99 or Tetris Effect connected oh,
1: Tetris Effect connected is you want some mushrooms or some acid <laughs> no, I'm just kidding I've never I've never don't, <laughs> don't do drugs uh my <laughs> did
0: th- you just make the straight edge thing that doesn't count if you're doing weed yeah <laughs> sure it does uh, you've already <laughs> broken the <laughs>
1: rules and my number six is uh world of warcraft i just put mm. so Hell yeah. so so many hours into it uh through high school um i started at launch in like what was it 2001 was it 2001 2004. World of,
0: War- world of Warcraft was my number 18. Yeah. Uh,
1: just like my favorite part was just going in and exploring. And you didn't, like if you were level one, like you could go to those areas and like you were going to die. But um, I, I love the exploring. I love the world PvP, um, even though sometimes it gets toxic. Uh, the Just the world. I think through like the first, I think through Burning Crusade is when I played religiously. Man. and Pyro... Pyroblast,
0: presence of mind, Pyroblast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I never played a rogue and rogue. World PvP solved. Uh, So that's my top. That's my six through ten.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Um, Do you have to dip out like really
1: soon? I've got three minutes. I did get my top five. Three minutes. So I. I...
0: Okay, get. Give give me give, give us all, all your top five as like a sneak a, like, peek on next week's top five episodes.
1: Like, I'm going to give you my top five and y'all can argue about it for the next hour. Um,
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't
1: care. Uh, my number five <laughs> is uh, Half-Life 2 and the expansions. I'm including those as a bundle.
0: Episodes one and two. Uh, yeah, It
1: pisses me off that it's not finished, but Fantastic Worlds, great story, um, awesome. Like I can still go back and play it and it feels really good. It still feels good. I mean, I play with like... H D mods or whatever, but um still feels like a great game. And it was the first game have I have you played Alex? Yeah, I have played Alex with my quest two. Okay. Fantastic. Does that
0: does that not I haven't played Alex at all. I ha, I have it, but I don't have a VR unit. Uh, does that not address like the not episode three? I don't thing? think it
2: does. No.
0: No, because it's it a does. prequel oh, interesting. I think to two. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, Wild. I don't I
1: okay. don't quite have my ceilings are low. I don't quite have enough room to be comfortable, so I've played a, like a couple hours of it, but I'm gonna wait until I move to a place that's got more room um mm. but uh half-life 2 when it leaked was the first game i ever downloaded on irc i did download the, the half-life hey, 2 leak fuck. on irc yes, Wolfie. dude it was like i was in middle school and this eighth grader told me had, about irc and i downloaded it and it was fantastic
3: slash J. <laughs> DTC, what was it
1: dtc D, dtcx or what was the receive anyway? DCS. It was like XDCS yes. or whatever? Yeah, they, Something they like that. Send receive. Uh, number four, yeah. Pokemon Heart Gold. Um, really, it's oh. gold, but like Heart Gold is just better. The better um, one. Yeah. It's my favorite generation. It was the last Pokemon. And that's game. the only
0: one I haven't beaten. The, Man, i got to get on this. Gold
1: and
2: Silver were freaking great.
1: It's the last generation where I know all the Pokemon. Um, I, I feel like before they got. It's kind of stupid. Before they got into like ice cream cones and and shit, like I, I feel like that was the last generation before they're like, shit, we got to make one out of a baseball cap. <laughs> like yeah, maybe <laughs> not.
0: and Klefki yeah. and all those nonsense ones. Yeah.
1: Um, my top three, down to the top three, and these I think lean a lot on. They were just uh, I played them at the age where I had the time to put. Hours and hours right. and hours and hours and hours into them. Yeah. Uh, Counter Strike One Point Six specifically One Point Six. Um,
4: Hell yeah!
1: I just put so many hours into. I wish I had a hundred forty four Hertz monitor. I don't think that like the the net ticks like would have mattered. I don't think it would have helped. But um, I was in like a I was in a clan and we played we dude.
2: Like, so was we, I. We
0: played competitive games and. Um, my clan's name was Strike Force and my my uh, designation was SF Mad Cats. Mad Cats. Oh I don't god. remember because, what my name was. Because that was from uh, uh, Mech Warrior. Oh my god. The Mad Cat was was like the iconic mech. And so that was what I took my name from. I was SF Mad Cats. I thought you just or
3: really liked controllers. Yeah, I
2: thought you just really yeah. liked the controllers or whatever. Or
0: no no no, it might not it might have <laughs> been just SF Madcat but FM4D so it was it was dash equal sign SF equal sign dash M four D C four T. How? How do you even that's, remember that's that? That's how you do it. Yeah. It was it was Mine it was, was lead speak, but the, the you, you get what I'm hold on. I that's going to be one of the episodes titles. Lead speak.
1: On. It was just one dollar sign K one shot kill, and it was and we had we had <laughs> oh custom spray. Oh my god. We had custom sprays. It was uh, mess with the best, die like the rest. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's fucking great. <laughs> and it was good. We were, playing, we were playing Cal, was it Cal M? It was, like, not the invite-only one. It was, I don't know, we were pretty good. Um, 1.6 also had, like, the custom sprays were awesome. I loved when you could spray, like, a counter-terrorist or whatever on a wall, and you'd turn and think was was counter-terrorist and shit, and then you'd it was great. Uh, a lot of a lot of good mods. Uh, like low gravity <laughs> mods were great. Uh, Warcraft mods were great. Just a fantastic game. Um, Diablo three, Diablo two, Lord of Destruction. Oh, um, I mean, like with the expansion, the whole the whole game. Like I put thousands of hours into it. So so so. Familiar. Wait, is that
2: number two? That's number two.
1: Yeah. Okay. Diablo Diablo uh, two. Like I love it. Everything love it through and through it was my childhood uh did you get the remaster i did i don't i didn't want you like to it? i did i really didn't want to because i was like blizzard 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 piece of shit but i was like
4: yeah. God, i can't <laughs> not do it. i'm sorry
2: uh
1: so i used the excuse of like, like oh, i pre-ordered it before before they were i mean producers. i did that too but like, i
2: didn't play it <laughs> yeah
1: um, oh, wait. I, I played, it's okay. I we still like love two you. Hours. I, played, I played like an hour of it. It's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. They redid the cinematics. Oh my god, that's awesome. Um, my number one, and I don't know, maybe I don't know how many of you played this Deus X, the original Deus X. I didn't play. Ooh,
2: I didn't X. play the original.
0: I did not. So this is this is an immersive sim that a lot of people have tried to turn me on to because I really like Dishonored, um, and this was like one of the original ones of those um mm-hmm. i don't know if thief counts in this like genre it's made by, but i know that like there. i think it does yeah there,
1: made by the there,
0: third company. there is like there is a genre of like uh there i've heard some people refer to them as like 4851 games where it's like uh which is like that's one of like the common uh like passwords mm. in these games like when you're trying to get into places in fact such to the point that, like, I think you get a trophy in Deathloop for trying to enter 4851 as one of the passwords in in these games. Wait, is Deathloop like Um, that? Is
1: Deathloop like a Dishonored type? Yeah, kind
0: of. Yeah.
1: I'm going to check it out. because You should play it. It's very good. It was the first game where it was like, well, literally, you you had an objective. You know, you started on this part of the map, and you had to get inside a building on this side of the map. And it was, I wonder if I can do this. And you tried it and you could do it. And, it, it like, I did that a lot of Breath of the Wild. A lot different in this. Like, you couldn't scale walls and shit. But you could go, um, oh, there's a sewer hatch over here. I can go in that if I can, like, disarm, if I have a high level of disarming skill or whatever, I can hack into this computer and get past yeah. this thing. Like, it it was It's just the first game where each level is, like, you had four different ways to go in or five different ways to go in. And you could replay it five times and not have the same experience. Really great. It's got I that's think it's awesome. got some HD mods. Um I, know you I use wouldn't that be blood, surprised.
0: But... I've heard really, really great things about Deus Ex. That's one of the that's one of the, the game series that I'm the most like. This is probably my shit, but I bounced off of what is it, Human, Human Revolution. Revolution? Yeah, I bounced off I really the, like yeah.
2: I really like Human Revolution, actually. I played that one. Uh, the sequel, not as much, but the, the that first one. I have a, I bounced I'm off a of that one of. because
0: because I tried to play it like a shooter and they're like, no, you can't do this. You're going to get killed.
2: Uh, and I was like, no, well, you can I, I played the whole game as like a hacker who just snuck around.
0: Okay, that's different than a shooter.
1: Yeah, guns blazing. Which is just,
0: I try to run into oh. a room and shoot people and I fucking died instantly. I, I had that backwards. No,
2: I thought you, I, I think you, I think you can't because I feel like I played a good amount of it like that. I don't know.
0: Well, I tried it in the intro and I got fucking destroyed. Did you play
2: the original release or did you play like the okay. when they did yeah. the re-release like the remastered one where they redid the boss fights
0: no i did the original version okay because so, yeah,
2: to... there's a the newer version that you can get that i think is the only version you can get now like redoes the boss fights to add passive um like options in there and stuff um
0: anyway we're talking yeah. about the original deus yeah. X, so
1: but yeah, I bounced off it too. I don't know. I've got a 3080. I tried to play it recently, one of the newer Deus Exes on PC, and it just ran like shit. <laughs> and I was Aww. just like, I just can't. Wow. I know, it's weird, right? Like, I, I can crank a lot of things, on it just ran like shit. So, um, I guess before I go, it's just uh, my top five again were Half Life 2 at, uh, plus expansions, Pokemon Heart Gold, which I might even move up one more to like three, uh, Counter Strike 1.6, Diablo 2, Lord of Destruction, Deus Ex. No memes. No memes in my top five for, for you, beautiful people. No boys.
0: memes. <laughs>
3: we appreciate you and mm-hmm. your honesty. Yes. I'm, Giving us I'm, the, the sole essence of Andrew <laughs> Wolf.
0: <laughs> I'm so pleased uh, to have you on, uh, Wolf, on this one. And it's been an absolute joy. Thank you for uh, being a big part of this show as we approach uh, episode 200 next week. And. Uh, you always hold a special place in my heart, my friend.
1: Yes, congrats! And I can't wait
0: till I get to see you again and give you a big old hug.
1: Congrats on the on the 200 episodes, fellers. It's been a long road, and I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed. Uh, I've enjoyed being on. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, I'm yeah. leaving. I'm leaving. Thank now. you, sir. Andrew, Wolf, get out of you. Day. follow me on the uh, Nintendo. I need more followers always need more followers. I gotta catch up the world use yeah, those affiliate them, links to I gotta catch Get up to he, he's over a million now it's insane uh <laughs> deal amiibo alerts Andrew alerts peace bitches
0: later man and Bam. with that he was gone like what a, a fart in the wind <laughs> like, a in like the tears wind. like tears in the rain like, tears in the rain. like, like rain. a fart in the wind <laughs> wolf was gone
2: That's funny. Love that boy. He's a he's a good boy.
3: Anyway, what now?
0: (laughs) Brian, I believe Uh, we're
3: at number eight.
0: Jesus Christ, were we really? Okay, Uh, is it my is it my eight? It is your eight. Okay, it is my eight. My eight is the people have been waiting for it, and here it is. Super Mario Three D Land. Super Woo. Mario Three D <laughs> Land is the best three D Mario game. It might be the best Mario game. Real talk, debatable. Um, debatable for sure, for sure, for debatable. sure. And I, I did. Fill my water. I, okay. I did. I did think about. Uh, putting Super Mario 3D World in here plus Bowser's Fury because that is also an exceptional collection of games. However, I do think that Super Mario 3D Land slightly edges it out on being the perfect um, adaptation of what is great about 2D Mario games into the 3D space. Um, It's just an exceptional game and I'm excuse me, not one to really do this, but I 100% of that game like two or three times. I just made a new save slot and went through and got all the uh, star coins again and then went through after I beat that. When you beat the game, you can unlock Luigi and then you can play through all of those levels as Luigi. Um, You get like the, when you get into the special levels, you can get like the stone raccoon, um, which lets you do everything that you can do with the raccoon suit but you can also turn to stone and drop uh on people and become invincible and these sorts of things. It's just a masterful Mario game. Um it brings the best of what is good about the kind of short the the, the biggest difference between Mario 2D games that are amazing and Mario 3D games that are amazing uh well
3: it's the, the variety.
0: The thing that is different between Mario 2D games and Mario 3D games is typically uh, uh, ignoring 3D land and 3D world, which do the 2D thing. Um, 2D Mario games have levels that are more like sprints and 3D Mario games have uh, levels which are like, let me explore the space and find things. It's much more like an RPG where you're exploring the space. Um, And that bite-sized 2D nature... uh, and like very digestible, very repeatable, very you can chase the scores if you want to, you can just blast through it if you want to. Is the thing that I think makes 2D Mario games better than most Mario 3D games. Um like Odyssey I don't I don't enjoy as much. I had fun with that game. I I got every every uh power moon in that game except for one, but it's I enjoyed it as a 3D game, not as a Mario game. Uh, whereas Mario 3D Land and Mario 3D World, I enjoy as Mario games, which are get to the flagpole at the end, get the stuff while you're on your way there, but like, don't worry about it. Like just blast through it and these sorts of things. Uh, Mario 3D Land, I think is the best uh, that the 2D platformer, 2D precision platformer has ever been adapted to 3D. Um As I said before, an argument could be made for 3D World, but I wanted to put 3D Land here because I feel like um, 3D World gets a lot of love and 3D Land is still, I think, just an absolute fucking 10 out of 10. And I don't think it gets as much recognition as it deserves. Um, It is trapped on 3DS. Hopefully it will come to Switch at some point in some sort of remastered version. That would be absolutely incredible. I would love that. Um, But that is my number eight. Toy.
3: My number eight is Tetris Effect Connected.
0: Oh, second mention of this game this episode. Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, this is like one of the most beautiful games I've ever played, I think. Um, It combines not only just like great art direction and music, but also (laughs) just like (laughs) really great gameplay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's multiplayer modes um, are very different from other uh, tetris games especially especially the ones where it's like 3v1 oh my god um, that
2: one is so good yeah
3: like it and they're timed events they only happen uh, on the weekends i think it is or unless they've changed it uh, at least that's how it was on at launch um but the just excitement didn't they give
0: this away on epic game store
3: uh they gave the regular version away on epic game okay. store that has like traditional okay. multiplayer in it um but the like just a loop and a hype that like mindset that i can get myself into whenever i'm playing this game um you know multiplayer uh is the the closest thing it, it, it's probably better for me than like dragon ball fighters like of just like trying to edge out the competition and like be that much better than the other player um it it's just like this i don't know it it's that thing i love to come home to where it's like, I may not know what to play or if like the day is starting to wind down. It's always funny. I got myself in this habit where we have people over and like, I'm ready for them to leave. I don't realize I do it, but I just start playing this game. Um, <laughs> and it's just like the sign that like, Oh, Chris wants to go to bed and he's playing Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Fun fact. Did you guys see this thing that, that I don't know if it came out this week, but I saw it this week where Tetris helps people deal with trauma. Did you see this? No. There's a study- I don't doubt out, it though. There's a study that came out where like physical help and therapy, like if you like really, really helps and there there's not really a replacement for that. But if you can't get that, like if you have PTSD or if, you ha- if you've been like a car accident, like play Tetris because it helps. It really, really helps your brain- um, Uh, deal with recent trauma. And I was like, that is amazing. What an awesome thing. There are so many things that come out where it's like video games, help people who are doing physical therapy, video games, help people who have Alzheimer's. And now it's a very clear point of like Tetris, one of the best selling games of all time. One of the best games of all time, like indisputably Tetris is one of the best games of all time. Um, Actually helps your brain process trauma in a, in a way that gives your body and your mind kind of some breathing room. I mean, uh, being
3: completely candid, like there have definitely been some points, especially over COVID, where like I was not in a great uh, state. Um, and it is one of those like um, it's almost like a meditative thing for me um, where yeah, I will I will consistently go state, back like to it. Yeah. yeah. T- the
0: Tetris effect, the, the, the name of that game is is derived from the fact that people would play the original Tetris and then would have dreams where it was just the shapes yeah. coming down. Or like they would close their eyes and they would see this. Like the Tetris effect is a thing that happens when you play Tetris. Yeah, I've I've um, had it. Um yeah, I've had it is many why that times. It's a thing. Yeah.
3: Um no, it's it's a it's a very therapeutic game. Um it's very easy to pick up and very difficult to really master, you know, as Wolfie kind of yeah. kind of alluded to. Um Tetris 99, while I love that game, I I play that game in a like you have to be in a competitive mindset to play it this is yeah. the type of thing where like if you want to take your time with it and just kind of Zen out and uh you know play play something that like maybe l- lets you get your your thoughts in order and, and sort some things out in, in your mind um i think Tetris does it unlike any other game that i've ever played um yeah. and it continues cool. to Two be sides that it's
0: of a, an amazing coin yeah
3: yeah, uh, that's awesome yeah so that that is my number eight Tetris
2: effect connected catch the fever cool
0: Sick. josh what is your number eight
2: super mario all-stars plus world
0: hey plus that was my Where world. was it that was my number 13
2: specifically though specifically, specifically plus world because
0: yeah exactly
2: world is my favorite uh mario bros game i don't know why i called it mario bros game could have just called it mario it's my favorite mario yeah. game is is my favorite is, mario bros game. mario bros Not counting
0: mario golf mario party that, mario tennis remember that
2: guy uh mario world is my favorite mario game however it's my I favorite like,
0: game where mario admits that he I has like a brother. the other yeah
2: <laughs> what uh i like the other ones too and in uh, all stars plus world you get like it's like four games in this one cartridge and it's four of the best games ever made just pushed into one cartridge somehow and you're like all right <laughs> Just... And then an
0: extra game, lost levels. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So it's like five, yeah. five Mario games, just, just pushed together. It's great.
0: Yeah. I talked about this one last week. Uh, that's an. It's a great choice. Arguably the greatest cart ever made. <laughs> Probably. Like, I think it's better than. I think it's better than Orange Box for sure. Orange Box wasn't a Although, cartridge. Yeah. I. You get. You get what I mean. Like the. The best. Like if you, you buy one SKU and you get. Yeah. You get multiple things. I think that. I think Super Mario World plus All Stars or Super Mario All Stars plus World is like, come on, you, it can't be beat. It's, it's real the good. business. Yeah, is that all you had? to that's say That's it. About that it's one? it's, it's just, it is what it is. It's Mario World. It's fucking dope. what, what is there more knows, to say yeah. about yeah. Mario? Yeah. It's it's awesome. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Okay, my number seven, ladies and gentlemen, is Final Fantasy X Remastered.
2: Beep, beep, beep.
3: a game I i've the, seen a lot of i'm sure you it have is the
0: best version of a game that was incredibly formative as we've talked about in previous weeks i took fashion cues from my boy titus that uh, made me my three-
2: laugh so hard <laughs> i'm not gonna lie editing i'm like oh my god brian was like one of those guys
0: <laughs> that's true that's true i mean now I will say, while that was all happening, I was also living on an island—the island of Singapore. So I very powerfully related, which, like Titus, an island I was not from, mm-hmm. and was full of a lot of different cultures and things that I was getting to know. I there was a lot of stuff in my life that was very similar to Titus from the game. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I instead of instead of playing blitzball, I was a big skateboarding guy like i had my my sport he
2: grinded on poles close enough
0: yeah like (laughs) like real like i am a a blonde guy who loved the beach who was into extreme sports who was living on an island that he was not from that he was transplanted to against his will how do you feel about your father though (laughs) i feel very good about my dad my dad is awesome we broke it it's that's where we That's where we diverge past, but (laughs) it is, it is, I cannot overstate how much I related to this main character. I am a very happy go lucky, like very try to make the best of things, try to be optimistic type of person, um, which is very much the way that Titus is, you know, which is different than previous Final Fantasy main characters like Cloud or Squall or Cecil who are all kind of like morose kind of stoic figures Titus is very much a happy guy who is trying to make the best of things, who is trying to cheer up the people around him. I related to him in an in incredibly powerful way. Um, and that was also the first Final Fantasy that had voice acting in it. Um, and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was just masterful. Uh, the gameplay, as we've you know decided, is like the best, like true turn-based combat is the best the series has been perhaps if we're not talking if we're talking about turn based like this this way of doing things where you see the enemy's turns and things and you make decisions based on that is like the best way to do it. The sphere grid lets you specialize but then generalize and do whatever you want and make the characters the what you want to Sphere grid is be. so good. Um, it's it's so good. The optional bosses are like very much in line and in keeping with the series. Um It's the graphics are great. Like the gameplay is great. The voice acting is great. Like it's, it's awesome. Like there are memes that have come out of this, like the laughing scene, but like those kind of, those being awkward is kind of the point of them. Like there's, there's so much to this game. It's so deep and there's so much going into it. Uh, I, it's my favorite final fantasy game. Remember, Uh, you know,
3: that time I convinced IGN to get Kevin Conroy to laugh like Titus. Nope. in the laughing scene. I don't remember no, that. I, I need to go that. look this up. There's a video of it on. I'll I'll find it. I'll send it to you guys. It, it, it's, that's awesome. It's awful to watch because, like, he obviously he does a great job, but it's like I yeah, just hate that. scene. But it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: it, it is. But you awful, can think but, like,
2: like I did this.
3: Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. what have I done?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's the you know the world of Spira, the things that it does, the way that it tackles like racism and like kind of implicit bias and religiousness and like my relation with religion, it touched so many aspects of who I am and who I was trying to become Uh, and seeing kind of my own journey as a world traveler and things like this echoed in Titus's journey was very, very powerful for me. Uh, And I will never forget that. Um, and then to have that remastered and brought up to PlayStation four, uh, and even Xbox, like it was on game pass. I don't know if it still is. I think it is. But, yeah. um, yeah, but like you can experience these games and X2 is good for its own reasons. But, uh, final fantasy X is really, I enjoyed the other games, but nothing really resonated with me as powerfully as final fantasy X. Uh, and so for that reason, final fantasy X remaster is my seventh favorite game of all time
3: my number seven the last of us part two
0: hell yeah that's a fucking great game dude yeah
3: dude um you know we have a like three hour discussion as to all the amazing things that happen in this game um you know i this is another one that this is (laughs) i like it that much um, or like the franchise that much? It's on my body. Chris forever. is
0: holding up his his tattoos. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, but
0: yes, definitely go listen to our uh, The Last of Us Part Two spoiler cast if you play the game. It's a really good discussion. It's
3: it's my favorite episode we've ever recorded. Um, it, yeah, but I mean, I'm just a nerd for these games. Um, <laughs> it it's like a technical masterpiece. It's a masterpiece in storytelling. Um, the way that it uh, it moved me at a time that the world was in such desperation and I felt like I was able to connect with the characters that were in their own desperation as well. You know, this is right at the height of COVID that this game released,
0: uh, as there was a lot of talk at the time about that being like a bad time to release the game. But I found that game. So we talked about this in the episode, but I found it so cathartic and soothing Yeah, to be there, which is, so, which doesn't make sense, but it really did. Yeah. It really was. It was special.
3: Yeah, there, there was something about um, it, it brought the connection to those characters to like a level that the original game didn't have. I think because we hadn't, I hadn't lived through anything like that yet. Um, yeah. But all that being said, um, I think the game improves upon pretty much every mechanic that's introduced in the first one. Um, yeah. and, and not only that, but the the level design and um, the Man. the the combat scenarios that you you come across in that game, um, and the the way that you can interact with the environment and how like literally everything uh, is interactable like pieces of paper fall from the ground and like will will scrunch up and. Um you know, you could pick up, like, the, the rope, like, was the the one big thing that everybody, <clears throat> when you throw it over, like, a fence or whatever, or right, I think it's a hose, I forget which one it is, but, like, it, it's the realest looking rope I've ever seen in a video game. Like, there's just so much, uh, you know, so much attention to detail in that game. Um,
0: as I was getting, as I was doing, I, I'm sure you have the platinum as well, but, like, when I was, like, Wait a second! I can break through this window and then throw this rope over something and swing over to yeah. something else. Like what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's it's, amazing. There
3: are almost like very small, like almost Metroidvania type moments in that game that yeah. uh, are just like peppered throughout. That really, uh, yeah. you know, it, it makes it, it makes you feel smart like when you're playing it. Um, it, man,
0: s- help God help me if Naughty Dog ever makes a true Metroidvania. <laughs> because that will probably become my favorite game of all time.
3: Yeah, um, it you know the, the the acting's incredible in it. That I I'm bewildered by the story in that game. Um, I think the and now we have the you know the 60 fps patch for PS5. I think the only reason that it's not higher on my list um, is because it is long and and I don't think it's long. It's it's not long in the sense that like they could have told the story in a shorter fashion. It's just like, it's not the type of game that I'm just going to pop in and keep playing over and over again, partially because of how heavy it is. Like it is a dark, heavy game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a lot in there. Yeah. And
0: I think that's one of the reasons why it is so long because the story that it tells and the things that it does to you, the viewer, yeah. take time to do properly. Right, and I I feel like there, it does those things masterfully, but it does take time. Like with any good book, like there there are, you know, there are books that are three hundred pages, which is you know a considerable amount of time where an author can get you around to their perspective, but it takes time. Yeah, and in games, it's trickier to do, but Naughty Dog actually did it. Uh, it just it just takes a minute.
3: Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think just from a pure replayability it doesn't, standpoint. It doesn't go down easy, though. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, and it's not the type of thing, like, I think if I I I think if I played, like, only that for a while, because there is so much um, dialogue, and, and the way that, like, characters react, like, the, you know, the people you're attacking, things like that. Like, it is just super yeah. uh, realistic and dark. Um,
0: you kill somebody. <gasps> Chris!
3: Yeah, like, they're, like, screaming their names and things. Like, it's just... Um, it's not the it's, happiest place on earth by any means. It's <laughs> difficult. Yeah, um, but still, it's a it's unlike anything I've ever played. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever get a game like it again. Quite honestly, like I think Naughty Dog's next game. Um, I, I don't know what it's going to end up being, but um, I would be very surprised if they did something that. Uh, heavy and th- just like thick overall <laughs> it, yeah it's um, very it's just it's a, very... yeah there's just a lot of meat on that bone um but it's incredible and everybody uh, who's played the first one should absolutely play it and don't listen to trolls on the internet because they're wrong you're not allowed to not like the game but at least give it a shot
0: for sure for sure and and I will say I will say and I, I felt kind of um I felt something about this while you were talking about this. I was thinking, I really do love The Last of Us Part 2. I really do think it is almost a perfect game. Why isn't it on my list? And I don't know why it's not on my list. And I don't know why The Last of Us Part 1 is, spoilers, not on my list. Um, They probably should be. But I'm just going to say that I didn't do it because I knew that Chris would. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to use that I'm going to use that as my thing. Uh, but uh, but I I absolutely do think if I... And I, I think a part of this is... And I talked about this is of about like um, not putting uh, Metroid Dread or Deathloop on my list because of recency bias. I think that that extends back to things like The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2. Like I'm hesitant to... Even though The Last of Us originally came out on PS3. So much of the games that I love are you know immutable static things and like I'm so hesitant to bump something off for something more recent. I think that if I was being honest, I think The Last of Us Part 2 would like if I really really spent a lot of time and thought about it, I think that that would probably be on my top 20 list. Um but I I thought about a lot of things during this, but I I do so but I did want to acknowledge that to say like I agree with you and I think this is a truly transcendent gaming experience. Just like the first Last of Us, but I think mechanically part two is better. It just takes
3: it to a whole other level.
0: And, and honestly, story story uh uh ways, I think that The Last of Us 2 is so much more ambitious. Yeah. And m- while it is so a- much more ambitious, it achieves everything it sets out to do, which I think is just fucking unbelievable. Like, like, like so we didn't impressive. think
3: they, they would, and then they did. And, it, and it, I think it was like, we, more than what we thought it would be.
0: I talked about it on the show. I didn't think they should have done a sequel, and now I can't imagine a world where the sequel doesn't exist. Yeah, uh, which is just the highest praise to Naughty Dog. Yeah, uh, on that, you know. Josh,
2: what is your number seven? Pokemon Red and Blue. Fuck yeah! Hey! I feel like you don't even need to say much for like people in our generation. You just know, like this yeah. this thing was like the world. to you. This everyone is how I learned age. how to read. Jeez. that's awesome dude that's
0: fucking <laughs> awesome
2: uh like it, and it's one of those games that like i'll return to now and like i i still have a lot of nostalgia for those original ones i got a bulbasaur on my desk like it's it's like of all the things that really stick with you right um a lot you you think back on stuff that you liked as a kid and like most of it does not stick Right. Like you, it all kind of just goes by the wayside or it's like over in a year or whatever. <laughs> Pokemon has like transcended almost two decades and like multiple generations. And it's still here, you know, and the people who liked it as kids, uh, a lot of them still to this day still like it. Um, I don't think you can say that about a lot of things. So I, I think now it's, no, I, it's I like agree. a powerful and very unique experience that still still good. Still remember, like, all the glitches and all the crazy kooky crap you can do. And missing. No, yeah, missing. No, all day making like infinite rare candies. (laughs) (laughs) Just just straight up having the worst base stats of like any Pokemon. All my Pokemon had like the worst base stats because they were just shoving rare candy down their throat. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, Pokemon Red and Blue. That music is like just drilled into my head. It's so good. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. Those bosses. My dog agrees. Those, those Pokemon like iconic, iconic. Pokemon is you know we talk a lot about Star Wars. We talk a lot about all Marvel and all this sort of stuff. Pokemon is the number one uh, franchise, like number one property IP in the world for very good reason. And it started with Red and Blue. Yeah. Uh, and those games fucking rip ass. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. So is it to me, number six? Thanks to
3: you. Last one.
0: My God. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. My sixth favorite game of all time is Dragon Ball Fighters. Wow. I thought this would be higher. I really did. It was higher, and then it got bumped down by what will be uh, number five next week, which will be funny because uh, it's a game that was mentioned this episode. Oh. Um, but yeah, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is the game that, while I really, really dived into Arc System Works's fighting games with um, Blaze Blue, all of the Blaze Blue games, the Persona Four Arena games. Uh, 4 a and Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, which I still truly, truly love. Dragon Ball Fighters combined that with a property that meant a lot to me growing up, Dragon Ball Z, uh, and uh, the resurgence of Dragon Ball Super uh, with the Dragon Ball series, which is what got me back into anime, what got me into reading manga, uh, and what really, really... Uh, got me caught up in the fighting game community in like more of a mainstream way. I really enjoyed playing Blaze Blue on my own and with my friends. I invited people over and I hosted my own fighting game tournaments with that game. I played Persona 4 Arena on my own, like playing through story mode and then playing like versus battles versus the PC. Um, Dragon Ball Fighters is the first game that I ever competed in. Um, Not counting things like Counter-Strike where I, like my clan would, play another clan or something like that. Um, like, enter a like, proper tournament. I, I entered a fighting game tournament. You can you can go watch my tournaments. Like, I didn't do well, but uh, I entered a, you know, No Blocking Thursdays, uh, which is now actually part of Tournament tournament Locator. Like, No Blocking is now, like, a thing, like a bigger thing. They have a physical location in Dallas. Mm. Um, but um, I competed in these tournaments. I started watching Bum's tournaments. Uh, Bum, what is it, 183, 186? Something like that. Uh, anyway, look up Bum and Team Spooky. I watched these Dragon Ball Fighters tournaments. I got into the FGC. I got into watching tournaments, watching esports events, watching majors, learning about Sonic Fox, watching him fight Goichi. Like I got into the fighting game community because of Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, and even though I played different Arc System Works games, like I said, you know, before Blaze Blue P4A and also Guilty Gear. Dragon Ball Fighters was the one that took it to another level. This was the first fighting game that I truly, truly loved and wanted to play with anyone who would. I introduced so many people to this game and brought them over and was like, yo, check this out on the Xbox One. It looks amazing. Or play this with me on PS4 or PC. Um, I reviewed this game for Nintendo on Switch. Um, this is just an absolute masterful game. It is the... Combination of pure gameplay with uh, just a license that speaks to a lot of people and has spoken to a lot of people for a very long time. Um, Chris knows I've loved this game for a long time. We've played this game together. Um, and I. it has gotten better and better over time. And now um, in the latest balance patch, you can truly play a team of three characters that are just three characters that you love and you can make it work. Uh, It's truly impressive what they have done with this game. There are a lot of characters in this game and you can play whoever you want in basically whatever order you want and make it work. And for a competitive fighting game that is at majors that has had world tours, uh, that's really difficult to do. Like, there are no bad characters in this game now. And Street Fighter can't say that, and a lot of other games can't say that. Uh, but this game has come a very long way uh, from when it came out. It's introduced a lot of great characters, um, and it's been truly fantastic to experience it. Uh, and if you, it goes on sale all the time on Steam for like five bucks or eight bucks or something like that. So if you have any interest whatsoever in fighting games or in Dragon Ball, check this out because. It is so easy to get into um, but at the same time, with certain characters, the the skill ceiling is so high. There's so much that you can do um, in this game. There's so much self-expression in how you play the game, which assists you choose what your team is like, how you, like what your game plan is. It's awesome. I didn't think that I could be into fighting games uh, like this until this game came out. Um, and this is my favorite fighting game of all time and i as long as i can find other people to play uh with in it i'm never going to stop playing this game so sick nice that's my number 6 chris what's your number 6 number
3: 6 is god of war 2018 oh yeah um this is a game that especially if you play it now on the ps5 like goddamn um it is uh i mean it's it i think it's the best ps4 game um which the fact that uh well it's the second best ps4 game you'll find out why (laughs) um uh third best ps4 game it (laughs) it's um you know it was such a great reboot of that franchise um it was one of those games that just like it, it came out at a great time, and I was able to play it in such a way that, like, like just uninterrupted, where I was really just able to get, like, locked into it for, like, an entire weekend. Um Jessica went to a bachelorette party, and I had nothing else to do, and this was all I did for, like, two days straight. Um 100% of the game in, like, a week. Be, like, defeated all the Valkyries. So good. Um That last
0: the... Valkyrie fight was pretty rough. Yeah,
3: yeah. But, like, it... it it was the closest I've ever gotten to playing almost like a soul's like game and just feeling like an absolute badass by the end of it. I was
0: about to make that comparison actually. So I'm glad that, that you did because that is hundred percent valid.
3: Yeah. yeah. It, um, it, I think the way that it tells its story, um, you know, it all being one shot. Um,
0: so cool. I think,
3: yeah, I, I think it's so cool. Uh, there's, we've never had anything like that before. Um, the acting—it is—it's a,
0: is, a different genre, but I feel like the level of mastery is similar to what you would see in *The Last of Us* Part Two.
3: Yeah, um, the acting—it in it is like unbelievable. Um, you know, I think it's some of the best that we've like seen in, in games ever. Uh, Chris Judge is just like such an intimidating Kratos, but like, intimidating but also Boy. soft. Um, yeah, like he—he like yeah. he just has this hard exterior, but. Um, you know, deep down, he also I think really cares for his son, and, and
0: you really see, wants to train him uh, to
3: be a strong, you know, uh, warrior. I don't know what's going on with my
0: hair. You really see, especially as someone who is a father now, you really see, and I felt this before I was before I had a child of my own. You see it in him. He is fucking terrified that Atreus will turn out like he did. Right. He
3: right.
0: is. He is absolutely terrified that he will make the same mistakes with atreus that zeus made with him yeah and he is absolutely resolute that he will not do that uh and you you see that with his strong reprimands of atreus when he's like no you do not do that we are like because there's there's a whole section of the game where atreus becomes a real fucking asshole um, and he's like, no, we do not do this as we like, and Atreus is basically like, we're gods. Like, what do we care? We could just be however we want. He's like, no, we cannot do that because we are gods. We have to be better. Yeah. We have to be better.
3: You have to respect that. the power and not abuse it. Yes. Um,
0: and, and that is, that is the, that is the lesson that great gods teach you. Right. Is that, is that excess is not justified by deity. You have to be better than that right and that is a lesson that kratos learned the fucking hardest way possible yeah and uh and his relationship with atreus is like it's magical like it's just outstanding yeah um it's it's truly truly exceptional
3: yeah i think the the other two things I wanted to bring up the large, like just set pieces and creatures in this game, um, like the dragon that you fight. Um, there's Dude, like the giant, you
0: find the giant's corpse, yeah, Holy the shit. giant's
3: no. corpse, the giant turtle. Um, the scale of just some of the and the detail on some of these creatures is like Jormungander, just insane. Like, yeah, um, you mean you mean
2: Jormungander, <laughs> <laughs> Jormungander, <laughs> like the queso dilla of Norse myth. <laughs>
0: Um <laughs> you'd think that I'd be able to pronounce it because I am I am Nordic. <laughs> the
2: uh
3: the other thing I wanted to say is the the quiet moments in this game are some of my favorite in any game ever. Or quiet yeah. or um just like more calm. Um when you're just contemplative, on, yeah. When you're on the boat with Mamir and he's just telling yeah. you a story and you just stop what you're doing to listen. Like there aren't many All games time. that like have uh lore just dumps. background filler and yeah, lore dumps in them that I'm that interested in it's almost it's something that i wish like destiny did um more where they would just be like oh we're you know you're, you're traveling from point a to b we're actually going to give you some more exposition that you actually care about not just like oh this guy did a thing and he's bad
0: Man, if your ghost was like mimir holy shit that's what that i mean so like, good
3: you know give me give me that you kind say of that a...
2: but he did do that
3: he did do that and then i maybe i just stopped caring i don't know
2: I think the difference um, but, is that Norse Myth is just inherently interesting. Yeah, that's also maybe, true. Maybe,
0: but yeah, like the, the just having Mimir with you, telling you these stories in his like fantastically kind of soothing accent, and all you hear is like the soft, you know, paddling of the oars in the water. Yeah, and you're just moving, just the 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 lapping of the water on the side of the canoe. Like it's just. I, I am a person who grew up on the West Coast. And so I spent a lot of time on the beach and hearing the waves kind of wash over. So water is like very, very soothing to me. So like those those sections were like, it was like falling asleep. It was like coming home, you yeah. know, that sort of a thing. Like being being in boats, like being on, you know on the water, feeling the water, hearing the water around you is like very, very powerful to me. So that, I mean, that even the more you know, all the more so.
3: Yeah. Um, and the, the last thing I want to bring up is if you've never, uh, played this game or if you have a PS five and maybe you haven't revisited it since 2018, um, definitely try it on PS five, um, just to see how it runs. Um, the 60 FPS patch in it, um, with like, you know, 4k upscaling, like it's absurd. Like it's, it's absurd. Like the game looks and runs so beautifully. Um, it, I can't
0: wait for Ragnarok. Yeah,
3: like I'm very excited for Ragnarok. Um, If I didn't have, you know, if I had more time and had, uh, you know, didn't have a bunch of other things that I wanted to play, I would absolutely replay this game. Um, But, yeah, it just hit at the right time, and I, I absolutely love it. So that is my number six.
2: That's dope.
0: Josh, what is your number six?
2: Uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time.
0: Hey, I have a lot
2: of nostalgia and just fond memories of that game. It wasn't my first Zelda game. I think my first Zelda game was The Legend of Zelda. Uh but I just like freaking loved that game. I didn't have an N64 and I had the strategy guide for for Ocarina <laughs> of Time. I love that. That's how deep my love of it went. Like and, and and the only- I played
0: through that whole game at my friend's house because he had a sixty four and I never did. Yeah. So it was like I played Smash Brothers Mario Kart sixty four and Ocarina of Time at his yeah, house. Yeah, I had a
2: PlayStation and my uh best friend had an N sixty four. And so I would go to his house and play it. And my cousin also had an N sixty four, so I'd play it over there too. Um But like just It's freaking great, man. It's a it's it's I mean it's probably got like I haven't played it in, in years, so I bet it has some rough edges in certain areas, but it's awesome did you play the 3ds version i actually didn't i've seen it if if you if you ever
3: want to revisit it you should try it uh on citra on pc
2: okay yeah
3: it uh it runs very well
0: and the 3ds version i would say is the definitive version of that game yeah
3: Yeah.
2: if they put the 3ds that and majora's mask on switch that would be
3: great not gonna happen
2: I mean, probably not, but...
3: Not now. Not with Switch Online. They, they definitely won't. There's no reason to.
2: Wow. Oh, with the N64. With the N64
3: collection. They're just like, shut the fuck up. It's yeah. it's over there. Go play it there. The,
0: the poor man's version of this game. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. They don't have to re-
3: reconfigure the menu system and all that
2: crap.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Either way, yeah. great game. Love it. Yeah.
0: It really is. It really is. Ah. <sighs> Well, that's top 10 to top six. Mm-hmm. Next week, episode 200. And we're going to talk about our top five games of all time. And our guest has confirmed. Next week, we will be joined by IGN's Mitchell Saltzman. Hey. What, for a, good, what episode a good boy. Love him. Two hundred and Josh, you better fucking be, I'll be here. here. <laughs> Come hell or yeah. high water. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah. So uh, so to quickly recap, as as one Andrew Wolf did, my ten to six is Bloodborne plus the Old Hunters, Dark Souls three plus the Fire Fades edition, uh, Super Mario three D Land, Final Fantasy X Remaster, and Dragon Ball Fighters. Chris, what was your 10 to 6?
3: The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time 3D, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake Collection, Tetris Effect Connected, The Last of Us Part Two, and God of War 2018.
2: Josh. Portal, Dota 2, Super Mario All-Stars Plus World, Pokemon Red and Blue, and then uh, Ocarina of Time.
0: Hell yeah. So that's it. Get hyped for top 5 Top 5 next is week. all bangers. Bangers all top all five, the way down. <laughs> bangers all it, around. It really it really is. It really is. I'm so excited to share uh to share all of our top 5s next week and uh talk a little bit to Mitch about Metroid Dread because apparently he and I feel very differently about this game. Uh but did we want to talk about anything else before we wrapped?
3: Um Josh, do you need to go?
2: Uh like I mean right pretty now. soon. But Okay. I mean, it depends. What do you got?
0: We can, we can, uh, we can wait and actually, uh, we'll floated this idea earlier and I haven't talked about it with any of you. We can do a dread spoiler cast if you want. If, uh, Chris, if you're gonna, if you're gonna finish the game. I'm going to finish it, I just
3: don't know when. Because <laughs> of the okay. wedding. Um, it's like every day I have to do something else. I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'm not done. Um, yeah.
0: We can schedule a spoiler cast if we want to do that and really dive deep into it. Um, I just I think it's tough to get into the amount of depth that I would want to while we doing we should do the that for top your sake stuff.
3: because okay. I know how big of a deal that game is for you. I do want to talk really, about Nickelodeon though.
0: It really is. You do want to talk about that this week?
3: I would like to. It won't take okay. long. Okay. So, the,
0: Josh, do you do you have time for that before we uh, sure. bef- before we wrap? Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: So the <clears throat> the Spark Notes version I will give you is that if you have seen. Uh, Mitch's review on IGN of this game, um, he echoes literally, like, he hit every beat of, like, every thought that I had. I've never... I haven't had that happen with a review in, like, maybe ever, where I was like, yep. He, like... The lack of voice Fun acting. In fact,
0: it's really interesting to me to be in a fighting game Discord with him and Ronnie as they're playing this game and formulating their thoughts and then see these reviews come out. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very interesting.
3: I mean, it also, like... it it echoes a lot of the same problems that I had and continue to have with like Nick cart racers too. Um, which like, I know we meme and joke about, but like it, it, it has almost all of the same problems that that game did. There is no voice acting. A lot of the, um, the levels that are used, like some of them, um, you know, are, are okay uses of the source material. A lot of them are pretty uninspired. Um, there are no alt costumes in this game. Um, for any of the characters so like if two people want to be Patrick they just look the same the only difference is like the color of the icon above their player character They um,
0: highlighted that with Reptar in a way that I thought was really interesting yeah
3: <laughs> there's no um there's no there are no items in this game it, it's strictly you know items off um there's no story it's mode. mode or whatever yeah it, um there's only there's no story mode it's only arcade uh like regular battle mode there's a sports mode um and online, um, I will say, I think online is the strongest piece of this game. Um, I mm-hmm. think the community itself, if, if this game has any shot of bec- getting better and actually being supported, unlike, uh, you know, Nick Kart Racers was, um, it will be the community behind it. Um, I think there are, if the people that are behind it now continue to stay behind it and really love it, um, I think it has a shot of actually, like, making it another year, uh, where they add, maybe they add some DLC characters. Um, right now, the roster is only 20 deep, um, and some of them are, like, some of them are way, it's pretty unbalanced. Um, some are, like, way OP compared to the other characters, to the point where, like, you...
0: I've heard Aang is, like, ridiculous.
3: Well, and it also depends on how, what type of fighter you are. Like, Aang, Aang is very good, I'm very good with him against CPU, I'm not good with him against real players because um, his moveset like lends itself well to like very predictable uh behavior, if that makes sense. Um, but like, I think Sandy is like one of the best Sandy cheeks from SpongeBob. I think she's, she's my favorite character in the whole game, at least so far from everybody that I've played. Um, she uh, just has a lot of like really good, um,
0: Meanwhile, Smash is out here with, with you know, Sora. Sora is added 82 characters. Yeah,
3: yeah. And I mean, it's hard to even make the comparison, right? Of like, yeah. you know, you have this yeah, game, yeah. it's their first time out on the block and Smash is out here like, you know, we're the we're the best one around and we invented the genre. Um, that being, all that being said though, I think uh, I am having a ton of fun with it. Like, it's been really great going in and doing arcade mode with each character and kind of learning their movesets, seeing who I like and I don't like. Um, there are very obvious flaws that I won't get too deeply into. And if, if you are interested, definitely go watch that review because, like, Mitch can explain it way better than I can, and I haven't played in a few days, so I honestly don't remember a lot of it. But um, there are just very easy ways to break the game right now that I think they just need to tweak. Um, but all of that being said, like, it is a fun game. Um, it just it suffers from the same problem that that other game did where it just doesn't have a soul. Like it all feels very thin and it's like, yes, we have this, these licensed characters and everything and all this material and we're using like 50% of it and they haven't said why, like there's no good explanation as to why it's like just this like surface layer of like, yeah, you got the bare minimum of what this game could be um, and it all functions but, like, you just need that little bit of finesse that, like, Dragon Ball Fighters has where, like, you know, it, it has those cutscenes from the show where, like, you know, maybe two characters when they enter a stage, like, they have an exchange that's, like, super funny, like, and they're reacting like to each other. Like
0: selling Gohan on the celebration. Right,
3: like, there's... there's And
0: then you get a dramatic finish with Super Saiyan Goku and Broly.
3: Right, like, yeah. there's none of that in this game. Um, it's yeah. very, like, the, the the character intro starts, it's literally text, and it's just, like... Uh, you know, Oh, I ripped my pants. i from SpongeBob. And then like, yeah, you know, Sandy will just be like, Oh, I know karate. And then they just like fight. <laughs> like, um,
0: it's, yeah, it's yeah. I, I, I actually watched a stream of uh, Maximilian dude going to this game and he was just commenting on it as he went through arcade mode. And he was just like, like some of them were like repeat things where it was just like master he was playing leonardo or something he was yeah like, master splinter said like a weapon isn't everything or so it was like some nonsense yeah like yeah and it was just like they would be like different ones and then he would do like a fight against somebody different and then it would have like the same quote and it's like okay well this is not like this is okay but it's not like it could be so much better is, yeah
3: yeah like if, if, if they had another like year maybe to, to yeah. really try and crank this out. Because it seems like from the time that this game was announced to the time that it actually came out. Um,
0: Pretty close, yeah. I
3: think they realized how excited people were for it, and then they pushed the date up, is, is my guess. Um, because from a lot of the comments that like the developers have made and like the community managers made, it sounds like um, there was a lot that didn't make it to release that they're now like, well, we'll make a DLC maybe someday. Um,
0: That's a real shame. Yeah,
3: and there's a bunch of uh there's a bunch of like announcer voices and like, um, level images and things like that from uh, a data mine from the game where they add like um, Tommy Pickles and Eliza Thornberry and a couple other characters um, that just aren't here. Um, so, I think if yeah, if if you're somebody who's interested in it, I would pick it up especially if you have a pc um wario has been tweeting some uh sales of it for like 30 bucks um it's definitely worth that especially if you let yourself um you know if that's what you like you you let yourself really get into it um did you get it on playstation or uh, pc i got it on both because i thought you were going to get it somewhere and i saw it on sale, so i just got it um but that's not if
0: you if you want to play it, I'll I'll pick it that's up. That's not
3: to guilt you at all. It was just I was like, oh, I'll get it wherever, so Brian doesn't have to feel like held to something. Um,
0: I appreciate you, man. You're the goat.
3: No, yeah. um, but like I I am enjoying myself with it for sure. But it, it it's such a tough sell because it's like it's it's fun, but. You know, it's not Smash. It doesn't have that polish. Like you have to go into it thing. expecting that.
0: <laughs> what it has up on Smash is better net code. It
3: does. <laughs> I mean, it's rock solid. Like I had yeah. the, the first night I played it. I played it for like five hours, and was two of it was spent online. I thought like thirty minutes went by, and I looked down. It was midnight. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. How did that happen? I'm up for it. I just need to make sure I have enough, like enough, like cash. You know. Well, yeah, so. yeah. And Metroid Dread was definitely a higher priority for me. Oh,
3: absolutely, yeah. No, I mean this is a game that I'm gonna be. It's it's gonna be a slow chase. It's an easy platinum. Um, it's a slow chase to that platinum. Um, mm. that you know I'll just like pop in, play you know a rounder or uh, uh an arcade mode run or whatever or two, and then bounce out. It's very
0: interesting because Melty Blood uh, Type Lumina just came out as well. Another fighting game that came out around the same time as uh, Nickelodeon. Uh, uh, what is it, All-Stars, All-Stars Battle?
3: All-Stars Brawl, or All-Star okay. Brawl. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: and one of the things that I heard people say is, like, Melty Blood's netcode is actually pretty good, but it's best on PC. Uh, and so um, I know that the fighting game community is typically uh, navigating towards either PlayStation for, like, official sponsored events and stuff, like, uh, even for Dragon Ball Fighters, which is arguably uh better overall online uh, on pc and is definitely just competitively frame input lag version better on pc and the same for guilty gear um playstation is still the stock kind of competitive platform uh but pc is also where people go when they really want to have you know the best connections uh, so i didn't know if that was going to be a thing but I'll, I'll get it wherever wherever we can get it if we if we want to play together I do actually because of the announcement of Sora. I do actually want to try to play Smash. Um, I'm not sure if I can do that and have it like perform well at all, but I do want to try it. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm up. I'm up for it. So cool. I'm, I mean, I'm glad that you that you like it. You know, you uh, you've been a. Uh, not a stand for a game mill, but like you've said, hey, they've got something here, even if it's not like polished as it, as it could be. Well, right? yeah, it's as like it should be.
3: every, every at least the last two games they've put out, I should say, or the last two Nickelodeon games, like they've, they're so almost there. And it's like, they either need more time, more resources, or more manpower or creativity. I don't even know what it is, but it's just like, you're, yeah. you're so close to everyone being like, holy shit, this game's great. Um, yeah. I yeah. think the gameplay is what, makes this one stand out from uh you know the fact that it is a competent smash fighter and we don't get a lot of those um you know and and that's the
0: last i think the last decent one we had was like playstation all-stars battle royale it was
3: that or there was a tmnt one on wii i don't know which one came out last but like Mm. i think you're talking two generations ago yeah you know
0: yeah vita and ps3 yeah or or Wii yeah you know so so that's cool yeah man cool would you would you give it the coveted platformers catch the fever award absolutely or not would you
3: okay I think it would be catch the I call it catch the curiosity
0: catch the curiosity there you go alright well shall we wrap yeah my name is Brian Barnett and I'm here to say I'm closing out this episode in a major way oh my god <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I'm still coming down from that drink. That was a powerful drink. Holy yeah! Shit. Half a glass of vodka
3: will do that to you.
0: That's true. <laughs> it's true. But that's a great thing. Now let me tell you. It is the the it is Zubravka or Zubrowka is how it looks on the page. Uh, bison grass vodka and apple juice. I recommend an un uh, an unfiltered apple juice. Like, flash pasteurized, but it still has all of the kind of it fibers in of the it. apple juice in there. That's that's the best apple juice right there. Okay. Don't get your Martinelli's. Get, like, your... Like, if you can see through the apple juice, it's not good apple juice. It needs to be a murky, like, a murky tan brown. Oh, it's beautiful. So good. Uh, but yeah, just try that. One-to-one, Subravka, bison grass, vodka, and apple juice. That shit is magical. And that is what I learned... From the polish at the polish party uh at pax west and you would say mezdrowie before you toasted because that's the cheer that's the toast so here you go ladies and gentlemen this is episode 199 this is the last episode in the 100s that we will ever record it's insane. next time next time you see us It'll be 200 and we'll be joined by a special guest and then it'll just be, we'll just be in the two hundreds. Thank you so very much. Uh, ladies and gentlemen for being with us on the what five year journey that this was. Um, we've been around for a minute and we really, really appreciate you. If there's anybody out there, uh, who's been listening since episode two, since that was the first episode that we ever published, uh, uh, I think it was like Poke Doom Watch was the name of the first ep- or the name of the first episode. Oh yeah, it was Which when was uh two. uh
3: Pokemon. Oh my god. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. God, we- I always yeah. Said, uh Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's been a pretty crazy journey, and through this journey we've all gotten into the games industry in a greater way, and we really appreciate you being part of this journey. Uh, so, please hit us up on Twitter and let us know what you've thought about this crazy uh, journey. You can find me uh, at Ribnax, R I B N A X. You can find all of us corporately at Platformers Pod on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter and uh, Instagram. Uh, and if you want to listen to my band, you can check out Long Live the Lights on Spotify. Uh, our single Sirens is a bop, and so is Voice of Virtue. So, check that shit out.
3: You can find me on Twitter at trives 93 I'm either ranting about the wedding or how much I love Bada And uh, that's usually it.
0: That's all he's about. That's all I'm about (laughs) these days. Cool. Well, uh, if you have thoughts or topics, uh, hit us up. As I said, um, you can check uh, out the stream uh, of the episode on Twitch, twitch.tv slash platformerspod. You can check out the archives at youtube.com slash platformerspod. And please review us Uh, on your podcast platform of choice and share us with friends and family because we don't advertise and that's the only way we have to grow is word of mouth. Um, Thank you so much for joining us for so many of these episodes. I'm so grateful to all of you. Um, Please stay safe out there. We love each and every one of you because until next time, we are out. Boy.